yeah. Round. The sequel is going on. See how my levels are sounding. See how we're doing out here. My check. How we doing? Kelvin Brown, what's going on? Master. God, me out. <laughs> what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? See, what's up? Little roll call early. The legend, Peter the more returns, will be here early. So, roll call will be quick. Shout out to Hollywood Bulls. Follow us in the chat. Happy Sunday, my New York City. Cousins, thanks again for getting the great Peter Moore on. Sorry, I've been MIA, but my football Sundays are precious. Get them, King. I feel you. Football Sundays is crazy. It's hurting everybody's views right now. <laughs> we in the mix. Again, Hollywood Rule $2 Super Chat. Just thanking the great Pete Peter Moore. No doubt what's going on. Winds keep, wind sweep. How I'm feeling? I'm feeling better, man. I'm feeling like myself. You know, I still got a lot of things to take care of on the back end for our long term health, but as far as short term health, the boy gets stronger. Feeling like myself, and I'm doing better. So it's always a good sign. Still got more work to do. Pop now, what's going on? A fan, what's going on? Necromancer Zale, I see you. What's going on? Hindsight with the hustle. That's your new name? Hindsight with the hustle? Is that hustling motivation? <laughs> no doubt. KR, what's up? RK, what's going on? Zach DB, Brian East, E Rank, Silent Cypher, Big Mad Mo, Tool Man, Official Young Dreads. I'm feeling that artwork. I'm feeling that health as well. It's coming. I see you. Tool Man 55, I see you. <laughs> He says he's got me freestyling. Okay, eight fan guys, he got bars. No doubt, Calvin Byrne, what's going on? Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. Okay, okay, more details coming soon with the hustle. Oh, I like that name. That's fire, Bob Dop, no doubt. Look, the legend will be here very shortly on time. So, uh, you know, we got we to gotta get it right. So, want to do a little, little roll call. Good to see y'all here early. Just hit that like button. Just subscribe, tell a friend, tell a friend. Share, we're doing you know, the Lord's work on Sunday. You know, bringing this back, educating the realm. Peter's gonna have a lot to say. We got a lot. His chapters is, is deep, bro. We got more chapters to get into. And uh, oh, cock, cock, right, it's hot. It's hot. All right, all right. I moved back a little bit. I, was, I wasn't sure. <laughs> I wasn't sure how hot it was. You know what I'm saying? But I want to make sure you hear me. And uh, yeah, we're gonna have some fun in the realm. So see y'all in a bit. The legend will be in here soon. Hear ye, hear ye, man. Welcome to the show. If you would not mind, go ahead and uh, find yourself a spot, get comfortable, grab a snack, do all that good stuff that we need to do, and, um, you know, we're about to get started. I am, well, it's not important who I am. Uh, what's important is that you are pulling up to the Iron Lords podcast right now as we speak, and uh, I guess I'm here to keep you entertained until it's time to get this show started. So, um, <clears throat> look. Y'all done messed up and turned me to an animal And headers be swearing they real But come to find out that they really mechanical And yeah I be eating these rappers But that's all a part of me being a cannibal And they say I'm better than money Because you can bank on me being accountable I know a million rappers that don't want to be on a song with me That's understandable I kill a beat and they want to compare me to Freddie and Jason I'd rather be Hannibal They be like why use a video game Just be original Y'all too dramatical I know it's random but I'm addicted to flipping the sample And making it flammable This is that yo, 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 This is that yoga fire flame They think it's arson up in the apartment They call it department and I get the blame still i'll be running collecting them rings you just a target when i'm in the range i was the hardest to start regardless back when you was messaging people on aim check my vocals all on twitter but i'm anti-social love my city but i'm still by coastal i got no let's switch that Look, I guess you could say that I'm very spoiled Fit on the be your dog, they ain't very loyal But I ain't gonna hold ya, I ain't heard the boy You ain't gotta say it, I'm embarrassed for ya Always been a nerd, never been a loser Making Voltron with a gang of cougars And I'm going places, better tell a Uber Cause it's pretty hard to sleep on Freddy Krueger That's...
Whew. Let's do that again. Hear ye, hear ye, man. Welcome to the show. If you would not mind, go ahead and uh, find yourself a spot, get comfortable, grab a snack, do all that good stuff that we need to do, and, um, you know, we're about to get started. I am, well, it's not important who I am. Uh, what's important is that you are pulling up to the Iron Lords podcast right now as we speak, and uh, I guess I'm here to keep you entertained until it's time to get this show started. So, um, <clears throat> look. Y'all done messed up and turned me to an animal And headers be swearing they real But come to find out that they really mechanical And yeah, I be eating these rappers But that's all a part of me being a cannibal And they say I'm better than money Because you can bank on me being accountable I know a million rappers that don't want to be on a song with me That's understandable I kill a beat and they want to compare me to Freddie and Jason I'd rather be Hannibal They be like, why use a video game? Just be original, y'all too dramatical I know it's random, but I am addicted to flipping the sample And making it flammable This is that yo- yo- fire. This is that yoga, fire, flame They think it's arson up in the apartment They call the department and I get the blame still i'll be running collecting them rings you just a target when i'm in the range i was the hardest to start regardless back when you was messaging people on aim check my vocals all on twitter but i'm anti-social love my city but i'm still by coastal i got you. Nah, this was that. Uh, what are you Look, I guess you could say that I'm very spoiled Fit on the be your dog, they ain't very loyal But I ain't gonna hold ya, I ain't here to boil ya You ain't gotta say it, I'm embarrassed for ya Always been a nerd, never been a loser Making Voltron with a gang of cougars And I'm going places better tell a Uber Cause it's pretty hard to sleep on Freddy Krueger That's, whew, let's do that again Hear ye, hear ye, man, welcome to the show If you would not mind, go ahead and uh, find yourself a spot Get comfortable, grab a snack Do all that good stuff that we need to do And, um, you know, we're about to get started I am, well, it's not important who I am uh, What's important is that you are pulling up to the Iron Lords podcast Right now as we speak And uh, I guess I'm here to keep you entertained Until it's time to get this show started So, um, <clears throat> look Y'all done messed up and turned me to an animal And headers be swearing they real But come to find out that they really mechanical And yeah, I be eating these rappers But that's all a part of me being a cannibal And they say I'm better than money Because you can bank on me being accountable I know a million rappers that don't want to be on a song with me That's understandable I kill a beat and they want to compare me to Freddie and Jason I'd rather be Hannibal They be like, why use a video game? Just be original, y'all too dramatical I know it's random, but I'm addicted to flipping the sample And making it flammable This is that This is that yoga, fire, flame They think it's arson up in the apartment They call the department and I get the blame still i'll be running collecting them range you just a target when i'm in the range i was the hardest to start regardless back when you was messaging people on aim check my vocals all on twitter but i'm anti-social love my city but i'm still by coastal i got you. no this was that Look, I guess you could say that I'm very spoiled Fit on the B.O. dog, they ain't very loyal But I ain't gonna hold you, I ain't here to boil you You ain't gotta say it, I'm embarrassed for you Always been a nerd, never been a loser Making Voltron with a gang of cougars And I'm going places better tell a Uber Cause it's pretty hard to sleep on Freddy Krueger That's, whew, let's do that again Hear ye, hear ye, man, welcome to the show If you would not mind, go ahead and uh, find yourself a spot Get comfortable, grab a snack Do all that good stuff that we need to do And, um, you know, we're about to get started I am, well, it's not important who I am uh, What's important is that you are pulling up to the Iron Lords podcast Right now as we speak And uh, I guess I'm here to keep you entertained Until it's time to get this show started So, um, <clears throat> look 
Y'all done messed up and turned me to an animal And haters be swearing they real But come to find out that they really mechanical And yeah, I be eating these rappers But that's all a part of me being a cannibal And they say I'm better than money Because you can bank on me being accountable I know a million rappers that don't want to be on a song with me That's understandable I kill a beat and they want to compare me to Freddie and Jason I'd rather be Hannibal They be like, why use a video game? Just be original, y'all too dramatical I know it's random, but I am addicted to flipping the sample And making it flammable This is that yo, 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 This is that yoga, fire, flame They think it's arson up in the apartment They call a department and I get the blame Still I be running, collecting them rings You just a target when I'm in the range I was the hardest to start Regardless, back when you was messaging people on AIM Check my vocals All on Twitter, but I'm anti-social Love my city, but I'm still by coastal I got it. Nah, let's switch that up uh, What, what I wanna do Don't Look, I guess you could say that I'm very spoiled For them to be your dog, they ain't very loyal But I ain't gonna hold you, I ain't here to boil you You ain't gotta say it, I'm embarrassed for you Always been a nerd, never been a loser Making Voltron with a gang of cougars And I'm going places, better tell a Uber Cause it's pretty hard to sleep on Freddy Krueger That's, whew, let's do that again Hear ye, hear ye, man. Welcome to the show. If you would not mind, go ahead and uh, find yourself a spot, get comfortable, grab a snack, do all that good stuff that we need to do, and, um, you know, we're about to get started. I am, well, it's not important who I am. Uh, what's important is that you are pulling up to the Iron Lords podcast right now as we speak, and uh, I guess I'm here to keep you entertained until it's time to get this show started. So, um, <clears throat> look. Y'all done messed up and turned me to an animal And haters be swearing they real But come to find out that they really mechanical And yeah, I be eating these rappers But that's all a part of me being a cannibal And they say I'm better than money Because you can bank on me being accountable I know a million rappers that don't want to be on a song with me That's understandable I kill a beat and they want to compare me to Freddie and Jason I'd rather be Hannibal They be like, why use a video game? Just be original, y'all too dramatical I know it's random, but I am addicted to flipping the sample And making it flammable This is that yo- yo- This is that yoga, fire, flame They think it's arson up in the apartment They call a department and I get the blame Still I be running, collecting them rings You just a target when I'm in the range I was the hardest to start Regardless, back when you was messaging people on AIM Check my vocals All on Twitter, but I'm anti-social Love my city, but I'm still by coastal I got Nah, let's switch that up What I wanna do Don't stop Look, I guess you could say that I'm very spoiled For them to be your dog, they ain't very loyal But I ain't gonna hold you, I ain't here to boil you You ain't gotta say it, I'm embarrassed for you Always been a nerd, never been a loser Making Voltron with a gang of cougars And I'm going places, better tell a Uber Cause it's pretty hard to sleep on Freddy Krueger That's, whew, let's do that again Hear ye, hear ye, man, welcome to the show If you would not mind, go ahead and uh, find yourself a spot Get comfortable, grab a snack Do all that good stuff that we need to do And, um, you know, we're about to get started I am, well, it's not important who I am uh, What's important is that you are pulling up to the Iron Lords podcast Right now as we speak And uh, I guess I'm here to keep you entertained Until it's time to get this show started So, um, <clears throat> look Y'all done messed up and turned me to an animal And haters be swearing they real But come to find out that they really mechanical And yeah, I be eating these rappers But that's all a part of me being a cannibal And they say I'm better than money Because you can bank on me being accountable I know a million rappers that don't want to be on a song with me That's understandable I kill a beat and they want to compare me to Freddie and Jason I'd rather be Hannibal They be like, why use a video game? Just be original, y'all too dramatical I know it's random, but I am addicted to flipping the sample And making it flammable This is that This is that yoga, fire, flame They think it's arson up in the apartment They call a department and I get the blame Still I be running, collecting them rings You just a target when I'm in the range I was the hardest to start Regardless, back when you was messaging people on AIM Check my vocals All on Twitter, but I'm anti-social Love my city, but I'm still by coastal I got Nah, let's switch that up What I wanna do Don't stop, nah, that was dope Keep that, keep that going, keep that going Nah, go ahead
Look, I guess you could say that I'm very spoiled. Fit on to be your dog, they ain't very loyal. But I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't here to boil you. You ain't gotta say it. I'm embarrassed for you. Always been a nerd, never been a loser. Making Voltron with a gang of cougars. And I'm going places better till a Uber because it's pretty hard to sleep on Freddy Krueger. That's. Whew. Let's do that again. Hear ye, hear ye, man. Welcome to the show. If you would not mind, go ahead and uh, find yourself a spot, get comfortable, grab a snack, do all that good stuff that we need to do, and, um, you know, we're about to get started. I am, well, it's not important who I am. Uh, what's important is that you are pulling up to the Iron Lords podcast right now as we speak, and uh, I guess I'm here to keep you entertained until it's time to get this show started. So, um, <clears throat> look. Y'all done messed up and turned me to an animal And headless be swearing they real But come to find out that they really mechanical And yeah, I be eating these rappers But that's all a part of me being a cannibal And they say I'm better than money Because you can bank on me being accountable I know a million rappers that don't want to be on a song with me That's understandable I kill a beat and they want to compare me to Freddie and Jason I'd rather be Hannibal They be like, why use a video game? Just be original, y'all too dramatical I know it's random, but I'm addicted to flipping the sample And making it flammable This is that yoga, yoga, fire. This is that yoga, fire, flame They think it's arson up in the apartment They call a department and I get the blame still i'll be running collecting them range you just a target when i'm in the range i was the hardest to start regardless back when you was messaging people on aim check my vocals all on twitter but i'm anti-social love my city but i'm still by coastal i got no let's switch that what i want to do Look, I guess you could say that I'm very spoiled Fit on to be your dog, they ain't very loyal But I ain't gonna hold you, I ain't here to boil you You ain't gotta say it, I'm embarrassed for you Always been a nerd, never been a loser Making Voltron with a gang of cougars And I'm going places better tell a Uber Because it's pretty hard to sleep on Freddy Krueger That's, whew, let's do that again Hear ye, hear ye, man, welcome to the show If you would not mind, go ahead and uh, find yourself a spot Get comfortable, grab a snack Do all that good stuff that we need to do And, um, you know, we're about to get started I am, well, it's not important who I am uh, What's important is that you are pulling up to the Iron Lords podcast Right now as we speak And uh, I guess I'm here to keep you entertained Until it's time to get this show started So, um, <clears throat> look Y'all done messed up and turned me to an animal And headless be swearing they real But come to find out that they really mechanical And yeah, I be eating these rappers But that's all a part of me being a cannibal And they say I'm better than money Because you can bank on me being accountable I know a million rappers that don't want to be on a song with me That's understandable I kill a beat and they want to compare me to Freddie and Jason I'd rather be Hannibal They be like, why use a video game? Just be original, y'all too dramatical I know it's random, but I'm addicted to flipping the sample And making it flammable This is that This is that yoga, fire, flame They think it's arson up in the apartment They call a department and I get the blame still i'll be running collecting them rings you just a target when i'm in the range i was the hardest to start regardless back when you was messaging people on aim check my vocals all on twitter but i'm anti-social love my city but i'm still by coastal i got no let's switch that Look, I guess you could say that I'm very spoiled Fit on to be your dog, they ain't very loyal But I ain't gonna hold you, I ain't here to boil you You ain't gotta say it, I'm embarrassed for you Always been a nerd, never been a loser Making Voltron with a gang of cougars And I'm going places better tell a Uber Cause it's pretty hard to sleep on Freddy Krueger That's, whew, let's do that again Hear ye, hear ye, man, welcome to the show If you would not mind, go ahead and uh, find yourself a spot Get comfortable, grab a snack Do all that good stuff that we need to do And, um, you know, we're about to get started I am, well, it's not important who I am uh, What's important is that you are pulling up to the Iron Lords podcast Right now as we speak And, uh, I guess I'm here to keep you entertained Until it's time to get this show started So, um, <clears throat> look 
Y'all done messed up and turned me to an animal And haters be swearing they real But come to find out that they really mechanical And yeah, I be eating these rappers But that's all a part of me being a cannibal And they say I'm better than money Because you can bank on me being accountable I know a million rappers that don't wanna be on a song with me That's understandable I kill a beat and they wanna compare me to Freddie and Jason I'd rather be Hannibal They be like, why use a video game? Just be original, y'all too dramatical I know it's random, but I'm addicted to flipping the sample And making it flammable This is that yo, 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 This is that yoga, fire, flame They think it's arson up in the apartment They call a department and I get the blame Still I be running, collecting them rings You just a target when I'm in the range I was the hardest to start Regardless, back when you was messaging people on AIM Check my vocals All on Twitter, but I'm anti-social Love my city, but I'm still by coastal I got Man, let's switch that up What I wanna do Look, I guess you could say that I'm very spoiled Fit on the your dog they ain't very loyal But I ain't gonna hold ya, I ain't here to boy you You ain't gotta say it, I'm embarrassed for ya Always been a nerd, never been a loser Making Voltron with a gang of cougars And I'm going places better tell a Uber Cause it's pretty hard to sleep on Freddy Krueger That's, whew, let's do that again Hear ye, hear ye, man, welcome to the show If you would not mind, go ahead and uh, find yourself a spot Get comfortable, grab a snack Do all that good stuff that we need to do And, um, you know, we're about to get started I am, well, it's not important who I am uh, What's important is that you are pulling up to the Iron Lords podcast Right now as we speak And uh, I guess I'm here to keep you entertained Until it's time to get this show started So, um, <clears throat> look Y'all done messed up and turned me to an animal And haters be swearing they real But come to find out that they really mechanical And yeah, I be eating these rappers But that's all a part of me being a cannibal And they say I'm better than money Because you can bank on me being accountable I know a million rappers that don't want to be on a song with me That's understandable I kill a beat and they want to compare me to Freddie and Jason I'd rather be Hannibal They be like, why use a video game? Just be original, y'all too dramatical I know it's random, but I'm addicted to flipping the sample And making it flammable This is that This is that yoga, fire, flame I'ma just chill and watch them and eat snacks in the attic I wanted to chill with the pack and be like a young whoop But then they would mistake me for addict If I can imagine it's cool to get you some advice Then invite your girl to your squadron Cause if you don't give her that option You gon' be single player like Sovereign You gon' get tossed in the bushes by King David Royalty and not a pretender Detrimental to an elemental What's an avatar to a knee bender I gotta be me though I know it's my destiny Work to Carnito Who cares if you fly if you still a mosquito You swear you ain't something but really be Steve-O yeah, yeah. You like to collect stuff and that's cool But I got bad news even if you really was that dude, King David still be the king of the statues. Since a juvenile, I've been cursed with a curse to be musical. And if you hate it, we'll meet in the crucible. Other than that, then it's cool and it's beautiful. We let you know that your dreams are pursuable. Whatever you want to do, then it's doable. If you got work on a Sunday, it's suitable. Because you can listen to this in your cubicle on the Lord's Day. If you got work on a Sunday, it's suitable. Because you can listen to this in your cubicle on the Lord's Day. Then good. Give me another mic check, King, because we are now, we have now switched over. Okay. How's yeah. that? Yeah. Crispy, crispy. Let's get the legend real quick. Uh, Lord Peter Moore, you know, brief mic check. Just want to make sure your love is coming through good on Zoom. 
Check, check, check. It's Ooh. in the game. Check, 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 check. <laughs> it's staking and it's, it's in staking. the game. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get like a mic check real quick. Addicts, to make sure you sound good. Hey, what's up, guys? No doubt my focus a little off. Lord Soft. Mic check, mic check. Hello. Ah, yes, there is the smooth one. There he, no doubt. All right, hear ye, hear ye. And we are live. Welcome to the Iron Lords Podcast, LLC, and also live on lordsofgaming.net. Episode number 323. And it's another glorious Sunday. We're back at the round table on the Lord's Day. I'm extremely honored about our returning guest. And we've got the golden era of Sega, Xbox, Electronic Arts, and of course, Liverpool FC. In addition to the CMA preliminary approval of the ABK merger, Xbox Tokyo Game Show and Unity's runtime policy to discuss. So we're going to get right into it. I want to introduce a Lord whose career is so illustrious to reflect upon. It was only right. Our realms reunited for a proper sequel. A true trailblazer who fought the good fight for interactive gaming culture during tumultuous times, as well as an industry educator who consistently reminds us to remember the journey from whence we came. Introducing... The legendary corporate vice president slash head of Xbox. The legendary president of Sega of America. The legendary chief operating officer of Electronic Arts. And the CEO who will never walk alone from Liverpool FC while owning the skies of Santa Barbara. Live from California and gracious enough to make his return into the realm of the Lords. My man, Lord Peter Moore. How are we doing, sir? We're doing great. Thank you. And thank you. Man, you, a WWE is cool. <laughs> <laughs> I need a hype man, and you're number one on that list oh, right now. It's oh, great to be back, and, and thank you for having me back. Of course, of course. We appreciate you, Lord, at what you do. Good to have you back. So much to talk about. We had to show you the proper respect at the round table. How have you been? Have you been any, any time for any gaming with your insane schedule? Uh, well, there's so much going on. Yeah, I've been traveling a bunch and, and continue to do so. Uh, off to Belgium next weekend. That's a, a, a conference uh, on football management. And then yes. I can do a couple of plugs. I'm in uh, Amsterdam, mm -hmm. first week of November, for Solana.org and talking about the future of gaming and yes. with, a, with a look at the past and how we got here and where gaming is going in the future. And then I'm down in Mexico City in mid-November at EGS, which is a great Ooh. conference down there. Mm. And uh, guests of my great friend, uh, Mario, who I worked with at EA, and uh, going down to talk about my journey to, to mm. my good friends down in Mexico City. So awesome. uh, exciting few weeks ahead. Nice, awesome. Hopefully doing some gaming in between, maybe on, maybe on a Valari pillow here and there. <laughs> <laughs> my man salute salute you already know and we got the four horsemen of gaming those original lords of the realm here at the round table a little extra time sensitive intros to maximize lord peter's time my co-host <laughs> that's that's the king dig <laughs> my co-host the co-host my brother for another mother the difficult game conqueror lord of his own world and the how of the young wolf my man lord addict of the addict show back to back how we doing sir Doing pretty good right now. Having issues with my headset for some reason, it's not wanting to. Uh, I might have to get the one that uh, I start. Saw sent me one still in the box, so I might have to go get that one out of the box. Yeah, but what you switching up to? Uh, huh? Which headset? You yeah, switching up to? definitely go get that one. There's the ones no that I have one. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, there we go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So first off, you know, want want to thank Peter for coming on. Uh, second off, I got I, I beat that Mortal Kombat campaign. Nice uh, the, the single player. Yeah. The, the, 
that was a that was a phenomenal experience. You know, so yes. I, I it's been a, I have played previous Mortal Kombat's before, mm-hmm. but it's been decades. Yeah, no, so I'm proud of you. I'm proud. Uh, I know the fighting a, game thing a, is not your genre, but to see you excited, I was happy yeah. that you, you did. You had a good time. All I had to do was just find a spam move and just keep using <laughs> it over and over again. Efficiency. Once I got Lucane, it was a wrap. Like he's got so many spam moves. I feel you. It was no, a wrap. No doubt. And of course, we have our most technical gaming lord, the solo gamer who lives for the single player selfish experience. And also the Sastradamus, the Lord of Clarity and Patreon of the Iron Bank. My man, Lord Sovereign, PC's own. How we doing? I'm doing well, as you can see. I, I'm back home from my uh, <laughs> yes. my tra- my travels abroad. Uh, you know, <laughs> I got to give a big shout out to my boy, the Mahmoud, who held me down in Bahrain. You know, I was I was moving across the world. You know, yeah. after I had to uh, unceremoniously have to you know uplift my life and run around. Yeah, you but, were blamed um, for all the leaks. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. It was all my fault. Um, but yeah, you know, a big shout out, you know, eventually in my travels, I, I managed to hook up with some, some good friends. Uh, you guys may know who they are. Uh, yes, yes. Ed, Ed Snowden, um, you know, <laughs> Tupac Shakur. Oh my um, Lord, you're ridiculous. And, and, and D.B. Cooper. All I really wanted to know is how is Elvis doing lately? You're ridiculous. He's doing well. He's doing well. Lost a lot of weight. You know, oh, okay. a lot oh, of well, that's great. doing burpees. You know, Time on on the run talk, please. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, managed to sit down with the big man and, and, and squash everything so I can I get my life back. Thank you, oh, Phil. Good. I appreciate it. I appreciate I, appreciate your service. I just I just you know I have a I have a gag order the side of the size of the Bible, you know, that I have to <laughs> adhere to. That's it. Fair no, no, shut up. <laughs> uh but yeah, I'm a little under the weather, so yeah. my voice is a little bugged out and still I still haven't gotten over this cold that's just not leaving me. But yeah, also gaming wise, I got to get a little Mortal Kombat one in. Nice. Uh through on that cyberpunk. Woo! Nice. My, my, my. Oh my. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What else? A little more Starfield. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just uh, you know, playing a little different things here and there, just to, still mm-hmm. testing out the the goods on the on the brand new PC. So uh nice. Very nice. Very nice. nice. No doubt. And of course, we have the incredible Oak of this, aka the Excess Gamer. Ooh. The prophet of Xbox. Swami. King of the statues who demands nothing less than that premium experience and is the leader of the whole the line movement. Ooh. Beloved Lord King. How we doing, sir? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. We're on to part two. Woo! Uh, thank you, Lord Peter Moore, for showing back up. Uh, it's highly anticipated for mm-hmm. me and for the rest of the team. Um, I want to give a shout out to NZXT. Yes, yes. If y'all look at the new overlay. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Sean LeBray for seeing the vision, understanding mm-hmm. the vision, and making sure the vision came to completion. Thank you so much for all your hard work yes, yes. and your speedy work. Yes, facts, yes. Fantastic Highly job. professional guy. If anybody needs anything done, please make sure that you uh, check out Sean LeBray. Uh, mm-hmm. If you don't know his information, hit me up in the background, and I'll make sure that I get that to you. No question. I've been playing Mortal Kombat 1. Nice. Now, this is the year of the fighters. Fighters have made a huge comeback. I don't know in past history or um, recent history mm-hmm. if we had a year this stacked. Correct. All we need is virtual fighters to show up. To yeah, we just need Peter to talk to somebody to yeah. get virtual fighters back. Yeah, yes. Because we have Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, Woo. and Tekken launching. And then we have um, smaller... Well, Mm-hmm. Other fighters that mm-hmm. are words release, uh, Blue Blaze and stuff yeah. like that. 
uh, King of the Fighters. Oh. These games are phenomenal, and it's bringing competition back. Yes. High-quality AAA games, AA fighters, and you got Attic playing a fighting game. I'm you so have proud of something him. very, very good. I hope this year that the, the competition in fighting game of the year is well thought out. Yes. Because you don't go off of just visuals on everything. I think story commands a lot, and Mortal Kombat has my wife watching me play the game. Yeah. yeah. Nether Realm, <laughs> Ed Boon's on a different level right now. That, yes. Narratively. With the way it isn't. And it was crazy. It, you know, looking at it initially just from video before we had it in the house, I'm like, it doesn't look that much different graphically to 11. Oh, but when you get it in the house <laughs> and you see the level of detail on just facial expressions, animations, mocap stuff, like it is on another level. Yeah. Transitions yeah. and everything. I want to give a shout out to the uh, Shar brothers, Run Run Shar and Run mm -hmm. Me Shar. Mm -hmm. Highly influenced this game. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. It brought back my childhood, mm -hmm. seeing uh, Feudal Japan, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of cues. The martial arts is great. So just, just check it out. If you're a fighting fan, check it out. This mm -hmm. game is phenomenal. Yes. That's what I've been playing, that in Fortnite and Starfield. Starfield, yep. I'm taking in bite-sized chunks. I'm not trying to finish the game all fast. Mm -hmm. I do like what I'm doing. I'm mm -hmm. <laughs> cultivating stuff on planets. I'm minding my business having fun. Nice. And I think that's how the game was intended to be. Uh, your journey, your experience told through you, mm -hmm. and then you can convey that to others. And I and I really think uh, God Howard has hit God the nail on the head with this. Title. Should be definitely game of the year. For me, it is. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Spider-Man is lurking in the shadows. Yeah, so that's true. That's true. You get to play that. Yeah, no um, doubt. Let's get to it. Love it. And, of course, we have the gaming ninja himself, the Shinobi, Lord Cognito, spreading that realness in the realm of the ILP. Not telling what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. Shout out to Mr. Matty Play. Shout out to Finding Duke. Talking leaks, leaks, and more leaks. <laughs> Shout out to Ivantis and uh, Ty Guy Travis for the last word. Had uh, Ballista Kitty on talking all things Destiny. As far as me, pretty much the same as you guys. Mortal Kombat 1 is finished. Absolutely fantastic job by NetherRealm, Ed Boon, and the team continue to set the narrative bar in fighting games, and it's not even close. It's These things are uh, interactive movies. Starfield, the same thing. Beat that. I'm on my new game plus. It's absolutely amazing doing cleaning up achievements there. But, um, yeah, that's been pretty much it for me. Look, did we lose Attic? Hopefully Attic comes right back. His connection comes back. But, um, yeah, solve. Uh, oh, actually, before we start, um, mm -hmm. let's do me a favor, everyone in the community. I want everyone to send a shout-out to our brother, Wilmy Hood. Wilmy Hood, y'all know him in the community. He's been big. He's one of the, the biggest hearts in the community. He's going through some, a tough time right now. Please send him your love. Make sure him and the family are doing okay because Wilby is a big part of our community. He's been going through a lot. Yes, sir. I just wanted to put that out there. Soft, could you explain the rules of engagement before we start with uh, Lord yeah, Peter? Yeah, absolutely, guys. Mm -hmm. We only have Peter for a limited amount of time, so we're going to wait and hold off on uh, on Super Chats until after uh, afterwards so we can get the full extent of the interview in. As you saw last time, we were not able to. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so uh but thank you so much for for all of your super chats and all your messages mm -hmm. and we'll read them afterwards no doubt so let's get right into it now that we've been focused on what the lord's been playing it's been this patient illustrious guest here been waiting you know we got to focus on lord peter and more of his illustrious career from his uh transition from sega dreamcast xbox 360 to becoming coo at electronic arts senior vp of sports
more to live entertainment at Unity. And of course, what led him to be the uh, CEO of his hometown club at Liverpool, of course, and obviously Santa Barbara Sky. So, Lord Peter, um, I do want to ask two questions before we get into the new chapter that we missed with you. As far as, you know, the old chapter, which was, you know, we are in the iconic month of September. I wore my special shirt for you. <laughs> and another year removed from the greatest launch lineup in gaming with the Dreamcast or 9999. As in tradition, you had some uh, very reflective t- uh, Twitter posts I saw. So what are your thoughts looking back this month? And why does the Dreamcast still resonate with you so deeply? Well, you're right. And before we get in, just back to Mortal Kombat 1. Yes. If you haven't seen what the uh, MSG Sphere did yesterday in Las Vegas, you're all familiar with the Sphere. It had a Mortal Kombat 1 takeover. And wow. Stunning. So go check it out. Just Google it, but you'll see the imagery. Clearly, they did a takeover with the Sphere. The Sphere's getting up and running, and uh, you two are going to be performing there. They're, they're going to be Ooh. the first act. Nice. The world's biggest Sphere. Amazing. But... but MK1 was right there on the sphere. Yes. Oh, that's oh, amazing. Awesome. That's huge. Yeah. That's yeah. huge. So anyway, yeah. So so nine nine ninety nine. Let's uh, go. Four years on. Yeah. It. Uh, I always reflect, uh, and I reflect because of the people that were involved in building what we now enjoy as you know a completely connected industry. <clears throat> and so, from the perspective of what we did and everything we went through that year to get to September 9th, And everything we did over the following two years didn't end up the way we wanted it to. But as I often say, we passed the baton uh, to, uh, in in this particular instance, Microsoft and the Xbox and building out Xbox Live. And many of the experiences that we have today and we take for granted bluntly wouldn't have happened without the Sega Dreamcast and and SegaNet and the games that were powering that. And all of this amazing work, this, this... trial and error, this all, you know, fail fast, fail cheap that we were doing in those <laughs> days to try to get games to run on, on a dial-up modem mm. smoothly without lag. And, um, you know, we were able to do it. And, and so I always reflect on that. And, mm. you know, it's, it's, it, it's a little bittersweet for me because so many people gave so much um, and um, ended up not seeing the finish line that mm. they lost their jobs as a result of this. Mm. And, and I think the good news is, and I've stayed in touch with many of them, that they all ended up in, in, in a good place. Nice. And I also, uh, I also want to give a shout out for somebody that was there at the beginning and that was there with me, is no longer with us. And, and, and that guy is Charlie Belfield, who was okay. our head of communications. Charlie passed away mm. a few years later mm. and uh, he was head of comms yeah, and, and, and a great personal friend um, and, and a feisty combatant with the media, uh, a fellow Brit. Uh, that um, uh, lived and died Sega. Uh, mm. and any, of you, any of you that have been around for a number of years will remember Charlie. He passed away, I think it was 2008, 2009, but I still remember him and his contributions to Salute. what he was able to do. And, and, and nobody traded punches with the media and as better than Charlie. So, so yeah, I, and so every year I post and mm. I've got little stash of memorabilia i'll take a photograph just so that it's always remembered Mm -hmm. and its contributions are always remembered and the contributions of those people that work for sega america sega of europe sega of japan Mm -hmm. the third party publishers that believed in us some didn't but Mm -hmm. but many did and 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 i think they would admit that they learned a lot as they were getting their games uh, up and running uh, to play online, uh, that they still have those lessons today as they do their games here in 2023. 
That's awesome. I, I love to hear that kind of stuff. And, you know, again, it, it reminds me of the challenge. First of all, rest in peace, you know, to, to your friend. That, that, that's awesome. But it reminds me of, the, again, the, the challenge of brand that spirit solve, right, of, of, of being yep. competitive and, and, and being in the mix. And, and you know, King, that's what, that's what we loved about that era so much yes. and why we champion it. And, again, I, yeah, just remember that launch line. I remember King because King had everything. <laughs> and I remember him and looking at all, like, that's, we call it the stack, of having all those titles, it was ready to rumble and, and just. I, I remember yeah. your team made it the hardest to pick. Usually, you know, when you're going into a console lineup, mm -hmm. oh, I'll get this and I'll get that. Yep. And then I can wait on the other stuff. You guys made it that you couldn't miss out on any title. And, you, you know, you gave us enough time in advance to know what the launch lineup was. So we were able to uh, save up for that. I remember I broke the bank on um, GameStop. I brought in all my DVDs, and I had two duffel bags the full DVD of trade-ins. And they stopped the policy after I did it. <laughs> yeah, you abused <laughs> Yeah, because they shut the store down in order to catalog all of them. I had enough money to buy the Dreamcast and every game. Yes. That was available for up until I don't know. It was blue sting. It was everything. I literally had everything. So on launch night, I came in and got everything. So I do appreciate you guys for giving us the best launch lineup in history, and no one has ever challenged that yeah. or beat that to this day. Absolutely. But you know, in, in retrospect, giving it all again, and this this mm -hmm. is my personal opinion, I wouldn't have done it that way again. There was Ooh. too much on day one. Mm -hmm. uh, there were too many titles brand new IP, and when you look back and you think about what we should have done, and again, personal opinion, here we sit here 24, hours, 24 years later and, and, and be Monday morning quarterbacks on this. Um, you know, I, I think ultimately it was, it was over 20 launch titles yes. available on day one. And, and the, perhaps this, and, and the challenge you have is all of those third parties wanted to be there on day one, and they had committed and they insisted, and, and rightly so, but what we should have done is maybe hung a little firmer and staggered it out all the way mm. to the holidays and maybe even into Q1 of, of 2000 and so that you were constantly coming back mm. and looking at fresh content that was available. But yeah, we, I mean, good news is I think still that it was by far the greatest launch lineup any Ooh. console had ever had and it will mm. never, ever be observed. Mm. Um, but, but when I think about it, you know, it, could we have staggered it a little bit more so that it was constantly, we had something to talk about every two or three weeks, the big launch coming along. And so, yeah. I mean, again, hindsight is 2020. 2020. Yeah, but that's, that's when I think about it now, that's probably what we should have done. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Totally understand the insight there. Another question I want to ask you from one of your previous eras before we get into EA and all the good stuff. Um, you know, before that, I wanted to ask you an Xbox-specific question because I think you are uniquely qualified to answer this. And this is based on the 360 era of having the huge IP, like the Gears of War, the Mass Effect. I need your thoughts on the idea of Xbox kind of making exclusive gaming deals or studio acquisitions versus PlayStation with what some may consider like organic growth of generally working with a studio or helping with their games before they acquire them. Like, what are your thoughts on this subject as far as that process on both sides? 
You've got to remember that Sony had been uh, building relationships with, with third-party publishers and delivering large profits to those publishers since the mid-90s. Mm -hmm. And so they had had the benefit of, particularly with the Japanese publishers, you know, this hand-in-glove relationship of the first party and the third party. And so what we had to do coming in close to a decade later, as we really got up and running with the Xbox 360, is we had to kind of insert ourselves in between that relationship. And as I said on, on, on our first meeting here, is that there was a lot of skepticism uh, as to A, would we deliver a competitive console at a competitive price that would be supported with great first party content? Um, yes, we did. Mm -hmm. And secondly, were we in it for the long run? Again, there was still, and, and it's difficult to, to, to imagine that as we sit here today, but there was still a lot of question marks of whether this was something that Microsoft was eventually going to, you know, bury the Xbox, mm -hmm. it wasn't working out, it was a great yeah. effort, you know, and tech companies like this, uh, with that size of a balance sheet, can afford to spend a few billion dollars to, to see what happens, and, and, and if it doesn't happen, you know, so be it. You, you, you read a story last week about Microsoft and how much they spent on their own AI yes. before they went in, and so, you know, and, the, and billions of dollars, and they went, you know what, let's go to open AI and, and, and go there. And so, um, so, yeah, we had to build those relationships, and I spent a lot of time, in particular, going to Japan, working with, obviously, the publishers here, as that continued westernization of our industry was going on, writing large checks, as I said last time, but building out, you, you don't just willy-nilly write the check, you think through what is it worth to have this content on our platform, how does that drive hardware, mm -hmm. what are the royalties we're going to get on the software, mm -hmm. and what does that do to the other guys? Um, you, needed, you needed to you know, take away their competitive advantage or at least be on a, an even footing so that you could, they'll say, we got this, we'll say, we've got this, and, and you go at it. Software mm. drives hardware. Mm. And, you know, you've got to be able to at least point to the fact that whatever genre, whether it was a shooter, whether it was sports, whether it was action adventure, whether it's RPGs, that you had things. Um, and as we mentioned last time, you know, our launch lineup in particular, the Gears of War. Yes. Um, and then thinking through some of the stuff we needed to do to kind of soften the brand so we weren't seen as a shooter box. Um, yeah, and you go, you have to maybe acquire studios to be able to do that. And mm. we were not afraid of doing that. And, and again, we had the balance sheet and the, uh, mm -hmm. the cash that, that allowed us to do so. No, I respect the answer because I guess the only reason why I, I, I agree with you because I think that I have a little pushback because I feel like people feel like there's this right way to do things and there's this pure way to do things. And yeah. again, when you're the challenger brand and then you made a good point about these relationships with, you know, obviously a Japanese company and these studios and things of that nature, it's an uphill battle to try to, you know, penetrate that. And then obviously, obviously what you just said about Microsoft, you know, showing their commitment to the gaming space, right? That, that was something that you guys had to prove yourself. So I just thought it was interesting that you, you kind of agree with that mindset of, Hey, we have to go out, we have to acquire, or we have to do these things to, to stay competitive. Yeah, I mean, we needed we needed a race. Uh, we got Project Gotham Racing from mm -hmm. my great friends at Bizarre Creations in Liverpool to balance out maybe Need for Speed. You needed yeah. something in those days to compete with Gran Turismo. When we built organically Turn Ten Studios, mm -hmm. which we built internally, and and you know we just put the word out: who wants to be part of a, a racing studio? <laughs> and you know there's enough talent there in Redmond, Washington, that we could build it out. And and man, and that that IP 
continues to this day, as we know. And and I was I was very proud of what we were able to do with Forza in particular oh. there to to counterbalance Gran Turismo, which was a behemoth and 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 maybe still is, but certainly was then. And so, you know, you either go acquire a studio or go get a publisher, a developer, or you just build it internally and you make that decision, build or buy. <laughs> um, and, you know, that's what we did, and 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 we had to. We had to be able to stand on stage at E3 and feel good about what we had to offer against the other guys. Well that's, said. I'm sorry, that's okay. really good to know. I never knew, and, and I, some things like escape over a period of time. I didn't know that you were there during that time of building Turn 10. And we- It had started, King, before me, but we certainly, okay. you know, I can, you know, they, they were ensconced there in our Millennium Studios and it was very much, organically built it was people it was a combo it was a combo of people that are first for for car culture and understood right. and then because it's a deep game like a gran turismo you build your car and you spend a lot of time doing that we yeah. had a lot of engineers at microsoft and so they we had this and then the sense of authenticity that we needed to like get going and so great little story you know i'm a Aston Martin guy, and, and I've had <laughs> Aston Martin since I actually, my first one, an old one that I I got at, um, in Redmond, Washington, and, and when I was there. And uh, I got a call one day from the guys at Turn 10 and said, we need a V12 uh, Aston Martin for the authenticity to maintain the license. You have to, to have your license, you don't just put any V12 exhaust in there. You right. need to have the authentic engine noise. So I said, sure, I got, I got mine. It's an old one. It's an 87. Oh so I gave it to them. And, and what happens is when you're when you're recording audio, you put microphones in the manifold. And uh -huh. so you're, you're grabbing that authentic car audio of that model of that engine. And that's what you have to do to maintain your license. So um, and you know what they called me the next day he said, good news is we got the audio. Bad news is we blew out your head gasket on your car. Oh, oh. So, <laughs> they pay for it but yeah, yeah. the entire because you redline it which yeah. means you run it, it all you way run through it to maximum revs and yeah it was an older car and it, the gasket couldn't quite take that and blew it out anyway it was all's well that ends well i think i yeah. said phil spencer and shane kim the bill immediately <laughs> I, I could just I, I could just see it now it's okay i guess I guess just tow it to the shop from there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, thanks, man. No, that's that a wonderful too. story. But yeah, yeah, but you've got you, 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 you need, you know, you've got to like punch counterpunch. What have you got? This is what we need here. And in in those days, where it's very much, you look at your genre and you've got to check those boxes. And and you know, we can talk about sports in a little oh, we bit. We want to right now. Yeah, we're going to. Already yeah. needed that as well. So yeah. I appreciate that, it. No, thank yeah, thank you. you. That, I didn't know that. That was uh, fantastic. Yeah, that was fantastic insight. So let's talk about your, your tenure, what we missed in that transition, you know what I'm saying, from president of EA Sports, chief operating officer at Electronic Arts, starting that new role, what that entailed at the time. And, well, Peter, why did you sneak out the back door of Xbox when while you were on top? What was that about? Well, a little bit, and, and the viewers and listeners will, will go through this in their careers. You, you make decisions for, for different reasons than just more money or you feel like it's a better job. Your, your family, uh, you know, your situation with your kids and where they're going to school. And then, you know, we were kind of Bay Area. And so the ability to come back to the Bay Area, um, you know, to electronic arts based in, in Redwood Shores on the peninsula south of San Francisco, 
And it was a combination of my sports background at, at Patrick and Reebok, mm -hmm. uh, and then my video game background by the time, obviously, Sega and Xbox. And, you know, I, I got a... Um, I got an email from a recruiter, and this would be in the uh, <laughs> spring of 2007. And, and I always remember the subject line says, time to come home. And, and, you know, you open those things, right? And so it was very much John Riccatello was coming back to EA. Mm -hmm. uh, they were building out, re reconstructing the organizational structure of the company into what's known as labels. Mm -hmm. And so it was the games label. Sims at that time was a label on its own because it was and still is massive. A, a massive, massive part of the EA business. Mm -hmm. And then sports. And so the attraction for me, A, I would be president of EA Sports and B, mm -hmm. I would have not only control of, of marketing, but also development and having the two core studios in, in Vancouver and out in Orlando. And that for me was was incredibly tempting. And mm. it, again, a stretch for me because I'd never uh, had development under my wings, but I, I was looking forward to learning about it and, and getting involved with the studios and the heads of development. Mm -hmm. And I knew that that EA was poised to, to go forward here into what was this brave new world that was percolating of the digitization of our industry mm. and, and so yeah and it was it was hard to leave microsoft and and great friends in particular robbie bach and yes and the I legend remember the day that i sat down with robbie and, and just said look i i have this opportunity um i was never going to, you know there was no further upward mobility for me right. microsoft and, and and i loved it there wasn't a fan of the weather, but I loved it there. <laughs> that's and, a, that's uh, a shot at Washington. What are we doing, Peter? Kind of dreary there. Yeah. yeah. Like Manchester, but on the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, we were just and, there, and it's, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and so getting back to the Bay Area was, was important, and... I just had this sense, as I did with Sega, mm -hmm. that, that EA was on the cusp of something and that they recognized what was going to be the future of the next few years. Mm -hmm. And there were very few uh, publishers that, that had that structure and that foresight to, to go forward here. And I felt, uh, and I wanted to be part of a, of a third party. I'd been mm. first party, obviously, and then a little bit of third party with Sega, but I liked the idea of worrying less about hardware and, and worrying <laughs> more about software and content. Yeah, yeah no, I hear you. I hear you on that. Uh, great points. I, I totally get it. And this amazing opportunity happens for you. You get the call, you know, and once again, there he is, King, right? <laughs> on to the next challenge, as he you knows. knows. You know something? Last night, mm -hmm. I pulled up your Wikipedia. Then I started doing digging, right? You know, past the Wikipedia into the digging. And I said, and I had a eureka moment. I said, this man has, either he's a futurist, either he's a time traveler, something, because you have been on the forefront of where the industry is always Facts. going, right? You were on the forefront with uh, broadband, mm -hmm. right? Um, you was the, on the forefront with online gaming. And then you are on the forefront with the digital, because um, you just brought it up. Yeah. And moving from spot to spot, space to space, and get into EA and EA people really don't realize EA started the free to play and the microtransactions and the going forward and you was essential at the helm at this moment um I know yeah. Cog has yeah I'm gonna jump in if you don't mind yeah I'll, I'll let him set it you up. know you set it up perfect what I was gonna ask him because you know 
again, Peter being right there in the mix. And I want to talk about, if I remember, was EA Access. Before it was, you know, what is this now, EA Play, right, or what, what, what is now. Yeah. But, you know, this was during your tenure, right, the, the subscription service, you know, in gaming, so to speak. And, and let's be honest, Peter, a lot of people had a trepidation, you know, initially about, you know, physical game ownership. Is this the correct way to go? And, you know, what are your thoughts about that? And, you know, this subscription service you, future, which you were a part of. Get at it. You, you can actually argue that EA Access probably opened up like either the concept, because I'm sure maybe other people learn, uh, you know, heard that you guys are doing something like that. That led the door to something like Game Pass down the line, because if I remember correctly, EA Access was before Game Pass. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Help us remember the timeline, uh, Lord Peter, because I felt they were really close there. Yeah, so let's go back to, to the real beginning at, at, at EA. Okay, so, so I am, Yeah, and so th this will all uh, spin from all of this. So I, 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 I you know, I, I get a nice note from from Bill Gates. I get a nice note from <laughs> Steve Ballmer, which which is which was great. Mm -hmm. And then and then I'm off. And and yet I had to get through E3 mm. uh, still as a Microsoft employee, right. knowing that I was moving to EA. Mm. And yeah, you might recall that, that was the E3 that it was in Santa Monica, where we were experimenting, you know, away from the big LA convention center, mm -hmm. and and it was a it was a failure as an experiment. This was also this was also the E3 where we were debuting Rock Band. Uh, oh, that on, E3. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. So you did we your were best. Excited. Yeah, we were excited about this, and of course, me being the fool that I am, said, you know, why don't I go on stage with a guitar in my hand with the guys, with Alex and, and with Alan from, from Harmonix and, uh, and do rock band. And so we're in rehearsals. We're at the, at the, um, at the Santa Monica Bowl there. And, and you know, it's a huge show and we're live streaming. And Jeff Keeley was getting up and running with this mm -hmm. thing. And I think G4 TV had it live yes. and everything is fine. Uh, you know, I'm getting the buttons right, and, and we go live, and I suddenly realize as we're playing live, there's a little bit of lag between what I'm seeing on the oh. screen, 20, 20 feet in front of me in the audience, and me hitting the buttons to get the rhythm right. Uh. And of course, if you remember what it was like, you needed to stay in, and, and, and your bandmates could keep you in if they could keep yeah. up. Mm -hmm. But then I hit the pause button. <laughs> and pause the entire game oh. uh, and and you'll find it on youtube as clearly half a million other people have and just <laughs> one of those where it, it, it you know it was funny uh people remember it you know classic again it's these things you're doing mm -hmm. to try to promote and i thought i can do this and yeah. uh clearly i couldn't i mean from the perspective of <laughs> Of figuring out because we had not figured out that the, the latency and the lag uh, yeah. from that and and so and then the next night great story we decided to redeem ourselves in the <laughs> troubadour in, in, mm -hmm. in west hollywood and we opened up for stone temple pilots there we got on stage and it was perfect why never do about your redemption that's arc. the competitor in you yeah, man yeah, was like, you like i'm not gonna take this loss yeah he had to get back out wow. there yeah, I'm gonna get my look back. Say, I can proudly say, which I often do, that I've opened up for Stone Temple Pilots. Awesome. Anyway, so so let's 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 the first meeting. I'm still a Microsoft employee coming right. out of that E3. 
and I get permission to attend uh, a critical EA meeting uh, hosted and chaired uh, and presented by John Riccatello. Mm -hmm. um, and it was called the Burning Platform Meeting. It was in the W Hotel, I think in 56th and Lexington in, in yes. New York City. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of VP and above. And, and John was going to present what he felt the future was. And a burning platform, for those of you that are not familiar with it, is, is kind of a business term that everything's fine now, but there's some little embers starting to flare up. And mm -hmm. you know, you stay on that platform, but eventually, it's going to burn into the North Sea. So the first slide was a oil rig in the North Sea. Okay. Second slide, that oil rig is on fire. I mean, mm. raging. And I'm mm. thinking, wow, what have I, what have I helicoptered <laughs> into here? Yeah. And, and JR was making the point that, look, things are great. All of our retailers are buying lots of discs. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're doing great with our retail partners around the world. But the future is going to be digital. Uh, broadband speeds are going to increase, hard drive sizes, memory will increase, and the future is direct-to-consumer download. Mm. And from that, from that meeting that day, and John was also very clear, he said, many of you won't be here next year because Whoa. the industry, oh yeah, uh, and, and you, you know, you're, you're doing great, but it may be that you need, and I'll give you this opportunity to go find something else to do, either elsewhere in the industry. Um, because your skill sets will either evolve and will move digital and you'll move with it, or you go find something else to do. And many people did. And they actually appreciated the heads up of the, mm -hmm. the times they are a changing to quote right. Bob Dylan. And it was very much a meeting, and what is that, 16 years ago that, that I will never forget. Mm. And it was a foresight into the future of what gaming was about to be. But this idea of what's known as creative destruction, which is when things are going well, that is the time to start blowing up your own platform, if you will, destroying what you've got to think about what you need to build to be relevant in the future. And, and that's what we started to do. And this, these were difficult years for EA because as King said, we decided we're gonna be at the forefront yeah. of downloadable content, you know, um, DLC and microtransactions yeah. and ultimately free to play as we moved into this digital era. And what we needed to do as a company, as a global entity, is move away from manufacturing discs and working in warehouses full of boxes and cartons shipping to GameStop and Best Buy and Target and HMV and Virgin Records and all of these global retailers and start thinking about building back-end infrastructure, global building systems, uh, customer service, which mm. I was responsible for by the time you know, um, we got into the head of this because I was then chief operating officer and building out Austin, Texas and Galway and Ireland. Mm. Because when, when your customer is a retailer, your, your account managers do customer service. Right, right. And we went from literally 18 or 19 EA employees that handle customer service to 800 wow. as we moved into you guys you guys being our customer mm. and gamers so it was a it, it took hundreds of millions of dollars in back-end investment new talent new strategy new focus and, and and ea stock went down because anything money we made we reinvested immediately into building out for the future and that's what that's what creative destruction is all about mm. you know you can't be 
you can't be a Luddite, you know, you, you, <laughs> yeah. you smash the machines. You've got to embrace what's coming, mm-hmm. make difficult decisions, see the future and invest in it. And that but, was that period of time. Uh, you, question, you, you became public enemy number one. Oh, yeah. Because exactly for for the for the retailers, like for for uh, Best Buy and all these other and people, ga- because and gamers, and gamers, and gamers. Yeah, gamers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, new boxes I, I and I don't and think all the, such. the consumer actually knows what they want. But I know for a fact that the retailers understood that you were directly removing said profits from their pockets because you're going direct to consumer. So there's no middleman in between this that you have to break off any money to. It's really you guys and the consumer. And how did that feel? Because I understand, I know that became public enemy number one. How was the temperature in the company at that point when y'all decided to do the digital and make the 800 employees and all that stuff? The temperature had to be, I don't know, talk to me. And I'm just going to add to that because it's, it's along the same lines. What was there pushback in terms of the switch to this sort of multiplayer type of thing and, and moving away from single player games that EA had sort of been known for. I, I said, it. I think it was in 2010 that all games would be online and, and that caught all kinds of abuse because people, and you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to play online. I want to play single player. Mm-hmm. And what I was saying is every game would have an online element to it, whether it was full multiplayer Right. right. Or you could, where's your stats? Where, where, where's the leaderboards? Where's the tournament? So, mm-hmm. and every step in between. And so, you know, that caught all kinds of abuse. But to King's question, yeah, it was, it was some difficult conversations with retailers who were saying, wait a second, you know, you're taking my customer away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, the, the, the big guys, the GameStops, were surviving uh, and, and actually flourishing during yes. that period. Yes. Because of disc trade-ins, right? It was, you know, very much like you buy your copy of Madden, you play it for mm-hmm. $59.99 on day one, you play it for two, three months, you go, yeah, I'm going to trade it in because I want to buy NBA Live in those days or some or NHL or something like that. I'm going to go back to GameStop. They're going to give me $15 credit. They're going to smack it on the shelves <laughs> right away. Yep. Right? Boost that price back up. Third. Yeah, and, and fine. But, but all of a sudden, the storm clouds, if your game stops, start gathering because we're, we're, we're delivering it digitally, not physically. Right. And there's no trading on yeah, digital that's content. Right. Yeah. So this was, and, and so the, the retailers became the Luddites. They're trying to smash the machine. <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 and look, I mean, many of them survived and flourished and, and still found a way uh, to, to, to figure out their business changing in, in light of this. And, you know, mus- they've gone through the same thing in music. You yes. think about a best Buy in the old days and they had 80 linear feet of CDs. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know if they sell CDs anymore. I'm sure they do, but yeah. people still want that. But this was a, a fascinating period. And yes, I mean, there was a cohort, a large cohort of gamers that, that just didn't like the idea of this. We still kept shipping discs and we kept still working with our retail partners, but we were not in any way uh, inauthentic about our intentions. And mm-hmm. we said, look, we're, we're building out back end infrastructure and, and we're going to be delivering this stuff digitally. At the same time, to the question feels like a long time ago now yes. about subscription. Yes, yes. We started to think about the future of what subscription services would be. Is there, because of course, you know, this is the height of Netflix just taking off and mm-hmm. all of the 
because of the power of broadband now, you could start uh, selling subscriptions because it was a consistent experience you could have, whether it was content, whether it was video, whether it was music. This was the beginning of, you know, the early days of a Spotify coming yes. in. Zune, right? Zune, so, yes, yeah, yeah, that was me. <laughs> yeah, so, so this, and so, yeah, we, and it started actually with Origin. I don't know if you remember Origin, yes. you know, but your PC, and we started to experiment with with subscription services that have buckets of benefit a direct to you consumer b discount on the game up front mm -hmm. c early access of the game on a thursday night when the game was shipping at midnight or 1201 mm -hmm. morning um and having that ability then to go into a vault if you remember yes the vault play all the games so you had discounts early access and vault mm -hmm. and origin which we we started playing around what happens in this world of business when you're being disruptive and you're doing things that nobody's done before is you try things and again it's this mantra of fail fast fail cheap is that working what is the gamer saying are we seeing pickup on this are we seeing more sales with albeit discounted but are we seeing that what is the engagement in the vault of games that we would put in the vault mm -hmm. that begat you know ea access and mm. And, you know, we knew there would be a time, and maybe that time is, 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 is coming, that where you, the streaming of everything would be, you've got a thousand games at your disposal here, and you just go on, you don't need a disc, or you don't even know that need the full game download, mm -hmm. but you play that game, um, you know, and jump right in uh, yeah. from, um, from a platform. And this, would, this was the predecessor to what we're all seeing now, this movement towards uh, streaming services. Yeah, did, no, did, I'm sorry, I gotta care. Did you ever think about um, the day and date uh, into the service? Because I think King, they had, what, for what I remember, and correct me if I'm wrong, Peter, it was like you could play Madden or whatever day, day like eight hours or something like yeah, that. Yeah, only before. 10 hours. Yeah, 10 or something like, something like hours you trial it. Mm -hmm. I think it, I think it was more like three days. And so, okay. you know, what happened different than the old days of what's known as a gold master disc and, and, right. and because you kind of went gold, uh, you know, 10 days prior, if you will, you went final, maybe it was two weeks prior, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And that give you, if you've downloaded the game, we would allow you then to get early access yes. to play. Yes. And so, and I think it was typically over a weekend. Mm -hmm. And so I think in my mind, A, that was a huge benefit that the bragging rights, I'm, I'm playing Madden this weekend. <laughs> and B, it, it allowed us a little bit to start seeing what the engagement was, what was working, what wasn't working. And if you had a good game, which most of the time, thankfully we did, mm -hmm. word of mouth from the gamer yes. rather than from A, would go through. This is the time now social media is really kicking off and so I'm, I'm talking about a decade ago and oh, yeah. so you would see that buzz online hopefully that man this feels good this feels better than last year this mm -hmm. feels like a, what I've always wanted from a Madden um, yeah. you know in particular here and so um, that was the idea of doing that and monitoring over the weekend load balancing on the servers mm -hmm. do we have any problems is there any are there any glitches that we yeah. hadn't spotted here that was going in there so you could be ready for your full launch at 12.01 a.m. on a Tuesday when people had preloaded the game, if you remember, yes. and then you go live, right? And so you, we flip the switch and the game is live. Yeah, no, that, that was huge. And um, again, it, I love that we're mentioning this because you see, 
you know, King, this was a predecessor to a lot of what we see now with yeah. early access and, and giving the game and then the word of mouth spreading. And let's be honest, the FOMO from the other game was like, man, he's playing the new <laughs> right now. Exactly. I could jump in and we're seeing, you know, the results of that that model kind of being copied. But I do want to, you know, give you, you know, your flowers in reference to, again, when you talk about blowing things up at the time of success you know when physical is rocking you, games are being pretty you're making money hand over fist but down the road you're looking at that oil rig right you're looking at that that burning thing and if you don't adapt right you could be left behind and i think it, it, it's it's pretty ambitious but it's also scary right because you're, you're betting on the future that that's not there yet so i I respect, obviously, John saying that to, you know, to, to, the, to the company, hey, you know, a lot of you guys want to be there if you, you know, this is not something you're on board on, you know, kind of move on. But I guess my question to you, Peter, in reference to this, because I see this come up a lot, which is betting on that future and all that investment, but then sustainability. And I guess my, my question is like, you know, a lot of people have the trepidation where it's like, you know, is this sustainable with, with these subscriptions? So like, what's your thought process on, on investing on something in the future that's not there yet? But you, 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 based on your metrics, you see where it's going. Well, we believe we, we knew, and, and but we also were were <laughs> we knew what it was going to take to get there. So this concept, go back of creative destruction, was developed by a Austrian American economist called Schumpeter, and, and and he he had said this is how industries get destroyed. The steel industry in America, you know, just you don't evolve, and then everybody else eats your lunch elsewhere yeah. and you've got to be willing to blow things up even though they're doing just fine mm -hmm. so you can be ready for this next iteration of business and mm -hmm. and all of the environment the ecosystem that is the new business and so this is what we saw um and, and john and the executive team include myself we built for a digital future and boy did we take the brickbats and the abuse and, and whatever <laughs> but we, we were we, we locked arms on this and we knew and and wall street hated it because mm. we just weren't delivering the margins because everything we were investing in was based on something that was going to deliver two, three years from now. Yeah. And our stock went down to less than $11. Wow. And, and that was tough for, for, you know, many of us that in, in the industry are, you know, your compensation is, is built on equity a lot. Yeah, and yeah. so it's like, this is, this is my future. And you look at your, your, your vested, grants of something that may have been at 50 bucks and now it's worth 11 so you're mm -hmm. you're nervous but we stood our ground and we stayed the course mm -hmm. and yeah so, yeah i think get it, get it i was gonna say i think one of the biggest things that like really because i remember when ea access was first announced like it was that 30 dollar year option and, and i remember so many people just gravitated towards that it was it was it, it was it was insane like it really was and then and then Game Pass was announced, but at first Game Pass didn't have games day and day. Correct. It, 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 that's something they added later on. No, absolutely. So oh, your okay. competitive spirit at this point, because all right, now you're down, right? Because you know your, your stocks go to under eleven, you know, and you came from a thriving situation, and they show you an oil rig burning, and you're like. All right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we're on the oil rig right now. We got to put out these fires, but we understand that this is going to the future. Your thought process as a fighter, you knew everything lasts in seasons, and this season shall pass itself. Yeah. Going forward. Yeah. 
going forward, what was the main thing that you can say that y'all held firm on that bear fruits later that gave y'all the most trouble early on? What was the main thing that you held firm on? Well, I think holding firm on it continuing to invest in, in again, what gamers take for granted, which is massive backend infrastructure yep. of service systems, customer service, um, seamless uh, digital experiences. That takes hundreds of millions of dollars. And particularly when you're a global company, mm-hmm. all of the stuff that we had to do to evolve from being a company that presses discs and ships them to a retailer and then goes like that to a company then that actually is delivering digitally and then at the same time building live operations Mm -hmm. because now you're digital and now you've got access to a gamer's hard drive, you can Mm be updating all the time to to A, to give better gaming experiences and B, quite frankly, to give the company more opportunities to commercially engage with the customer rather than once or twice or three Mm. times a year as we were doing and hope they come back again a year later for what was known as the last three feet of the sale, which is the reach on the shelf Mm -hmm. and then just going back. We now saw a future where we could engage every day, 24 seven. And and, and the game formerly known as FIFA became Mm -hmm. the gold standard. And and that's where we started investing Mm -hmm. in what we believe would be because you've got a game that reflects the real world of soccer. Yes. which changes every hour of every day with with scores in South America, scores in Asia, injuries, player transfers, mm-hmm. red cards, penalties, mm-hmm. VAR, all of the things that we do. And, and, and the storylines uh, that, that are there. And then we developed the thing called the journey. With yes, the, with I remember. The, so, so, what, so in answer to your question, King, we just believed in this future of software as a service. Mm. Uh, which is a kind of a productivity term, productivity software term. But we, we saw that as the future here. Rather than make a game, put it on a disc, send the dev team to the beach for two weeks, come back, rinse, repeat, <laughs> this was going to be live operations and a service. Yeah. But, but a lot of pain, oh. a lot of money needed to go in, and a lot of abuse. Oh, yeah. Uh, fine. Uh, as we moved away, because... I've said it a hundred times. Ga- gamers don't necessarily like change. You don't like change. Uh, we scared. We scared of that future. Yeah. And look, you know, and, and, and so we bluntly saw the world very simply. Think of an inverted funnel. Okay. And all of a sudden, it's, it's three things. It's acquire, engage, monetize. Mm. That's the way the world works digitally. And you open that funnel wide where everybody has access. And this is where free-to-play games came mm. in. You engage deeply by great content, great engagement, fresh updates all the time. And then ultimately, you monetize. Instead of monetizing at the top of the funnel, yeah. you've now got, if you maybe you've got a million people playing your game, now, you, now you've got 10 million people playing game, because yeah. why would you, because it's free? Right. You, you lose a lot that, that don't quite engage where you're at, and you certainly lose a lot that don't want to spend money on the game each day or each week or each month. But that is the way that we saw the world emerging, and that's the way the video game industry, whether it's console, PC, or mobile, that's where it is. That's, that's where it went. It 
Yeah. Yeah, you got to beat your chest on that one. You're preaching, yeah. and I, I love the education here because, again, as gamers, look, we are afraid of change, and I, and I get it. We, we resist it. We're stuck in our ways. We're so used to the thing, but that's where it was going, and, and that's the reality of the business. I, I want to pivot for a little bit in reference to what I consider, like, the pizzazz of what you did at EA. Like, you, you were in the entertainment business, and I thought what was really interesting is, like, the, the 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 marriage of the of sports and the athlete and, and I remember seeing you on these stages and you know Muhammad Ali is there and the who's who of sports and like what were your personal standouts moments at EA in conjunction with all the other things that you did in reference to athletes and sports and so forth? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, we had, we had Muhammad Ali, which Ooh. which was an amazing experience for me and 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 the ability for us to be able to for me, and a great story, um, is we had him at E3, and I'm trying to think what year, probably 2008, maybe, and of course, his Parkinson's tragically yeah, was yeah. taken. What Muhammad was doing then was communicating through little magic tricks. He, he could no longer speak. Um, he could whisper a little bit, but he was uh, uncomfortable and embarrassed. You could mm. tell that this is, for me, one of the, the greatest athletes oh. that's ever lived. Not only you know, in the ring, but what he did. Oh, yeah, culturally. Yeah. You know, so, so, and a great story that I will never forget is that my job was to actually sit with him off stage, and there we had a, a big screen uh, that shows you what's on the big screen on our E3 stage, and I think at that time it was Robbie Bach was on stage with, with Don Matrix. So ah, the Don. These days, and so... Um, and I'm sat with Mohammed right there, mm. and a moment I'll never forget. And he's he's pulling out his handkerchief, and he's got a little ping pong ball he's playing with, mm -hmm. and he's watching the screen with me. And Halo, uh, mm. Halo Two, I'm sure it was, was on the screen. Okay. And Master Chief take, takes out a brute who goes down hard like this, mm -hmm. and he leans over to me and goes, "Down goes Frazier." <laughs> <laughs> Yo, classic. <laughs> Classic by the goat. Okay. <laughs> it was a whisper, but it was, and I still, when I say it, the goosebumps. So, you know, that. Yeah. Oh. Of Frasier going down. Down goes Frasier. Down goes Frasier. Oh, that's a moment. Never that, forget that moment. That's and, a moment. You know, we, we got Mohammed on stage and he was very frail. and mm -hmm. and But it was just wonderful to be breathing the same oxygen. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, legend. And what, what's beautiful about it is you can see still sharp as attack, you know, inside. And, and to have yeah. a moment like that with the kick, that's got to be crazy. Well, man. I mean, anytime you get a chance to meet him, I've met him one time. I used to box. Mm -hmm. He looked like he had a glow on him like it was just something I can't really explain but to me it looked like he had a glow and I guess that was the moment in my life I just thought I would never get that opportunity mm -hmm. but that's a beautiful he like when you meet him there's an impression that will stay with you forever absolutely absolutely yeah. Yeah. now Lord, Lord Peter I gotta be fair I gotta ask some tough EA questions now <laughs> so so you know look I want to be real with you because you know as a person I'm, I'm such a sports guy, right? Like you, you know, I'm, I'm a sports guy. I follow my teams. You know, EA Sports, it's in the game. Remember, you know, the little logos. We've been following it for so long, and it's synonymous with my gaming. And I guess with me, you know, I listen, I get the dominance of FIFA. Like, FIFA is, is a beast, and, and I always felt that was one of the stronger, you know, franchises. 
but it kind of saddened me what, what happened to like NBA Live. And as a person who came up with NBA Live, you know, 95 probably being the heyday, your kid, everybody's doing that. Xbox. Oh, I bet you Kids Moves about to love you. Yeah, <laughs> like Kids Moves, shout out to him. You know, like the NBA Live guys, we were there, you know, and then, you know, the annualization and, and kind of lack of quality that I felt. I actually did a presentation on stage about this, Peter, about about the lack of quality of my beloved Madden with the, you know, with the anglization. And, and I can't lie, I still feel like your former franchise, NBA 2K, <laughs> used to wipe the floor with them, um, <laughs> to be honest. You know what I'm saying? So what are your feelings about EA Sports, you know, during your te tenure? And you yourself said, when we had you on for part one, you know, focus groups even said, like, they were kind of like the hated, arrogant, quarterbacks not quarterback at the time what, what is your thoughts on, on ea sports and, and, and i know Sal will appreciate and missing mvp baseball as well you know so what's your thoughts on ea sports i i loved being president of ea sports i love the impact it had on uh sports gamers around the world look every year there would be abuse about something and we can talk about nba live in a second here okay. but one of the things we would always look at and we would always treasure this information. We would do research on all of our sports games we shipped and then try to figure out what impact they were having on the real world of sports, whether it was soccer, whether it was the NFL, whether it was NBA, NHL, more recently UFC, obviously Tiger Woods Golf, all of mm -hmm. these things. And, and every time that research came back is that we were introducing sports, the, the sport, to a new generation of game is coming through a new generation of young men and women mm -hmm. that got their first experience of hockey or American football or soccer with a controller in their hand. Mm -hmm. And that then would lead them to be fans of quote unquote, the real game, if you will. But we were the entree, we were the on-ramp, we right. were the thing that all of a sudden you're playing and, and, and FIFA, the game formerly known as FIFA. Yes, yes. Gold standard this, because as we started building out, Again, this software as a service, live operations. We brought the world of football, I'm gonna call it now, to mm -hmm. life with 15,000 players and with the ability through Ultimate Team to, to build your own Ultimate Team. So more and more in those later years of, of FIFA, we're, we would do research that your, your average 10 or 11 year old that was playing this game in Peoria, Illinois, could tell you what Lithuanian left back uh, they should have in their team or what, you know, Barcelona reserve player was coming through that they were gonna get as a bargain to put in their ultimate team. We introduced the world of sports to young people in a way that the world of sports couldn't have done it themselves. Mm, yeah. because it was becoming more expensive, more difficult to attend live sporting events, um, watching it on TV, it took too long. Yeah. But took about, and, and EA Sports can still say that to this day. And, and that was our goal, was to bring that real life experience. So we started moving away from purely player simulation of the game and, mm -hmm. and go play another one and go play a friend across the world in this simulation to building out experiences around that. All of the things we love about sports, it's Sunday, so the NFL is, oh, yeah. is underway, you know, and so we're, and it's not just the three and a half hours or whatever a game is, it's the lead up, who's injured, what happened on Thursday night football, what's going to go on uh, this coming Sunday, and you get all of the lead up shows, and, and that was our role, was introducing that sport to young men and women around the world in a way that they felt comfortable, that they could research, 
wasn't going to take them hours, sat in the living room, which they don't go in anymore, and they just, uh, and our research every single year. We would use the Warsaw School at uh, University of Oregon, which was a great sports uh, uh, business school that would do all the research for us, and that research would always come back, and we took great pride in that, absolutely. No, I, I hear you. It, it, again, it's just, I, I just want to go, to go back to the glory days. No, <laughs> represent. But I, I understand I, the experience. Yeah, okay, I'll let you. I'll let you. I, know, I, I, have, I have. I have. Uh, what happened to Fight Night? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like, like we like, got questions, okay, but EA so, big. There was a lot my, of stuff. My too. thing is, yeah. Fight Night. You guys came in and 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 like won the fighting because Sega had uh, you know the champions boxing and that stuff was great. And I, that's in our intro. I love those. You know, Evander Holyfield boxing and Buster Douglas and. I'm a fan of all of that. Every fighting game that ever came out. But EA came out, and I remember the year it was Roy Jones and it was Bernard, Bernard Hopkins. Hopkins. Oh my God, and that looked amazing. It looks, it, to this day, to me, is the best looking, feeling uh, boxing game and still can be played to this day on your Xbox. Yes. My thing is, was the licensees, because I, from my understanding, you guys had to negotiate per person for the for to get them into the game did that become too cumbersome and you went to the ufc where the ufc is under one banner and dana white controls all of that so you just paid the ufc and you was able to get the ufc instead of dealing individually with individual boxes that inflate their wealth uh was that the 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 barrier what was the barrier with it was floyd being difficult i'm just joking <laughs> so, so here's the deal it's also about how many development studios and what is the opportunity cost and where is the young fight fan where are their heads uh, oh, okay. uh, and where do we see the future being so if you remember knockout kings of course yes. right so then then when i'm there we do fight night and if you mm. recall muhammad ali versus mike tyson oh. yes. so but but king yeah a little bit it, it is not easy you've got to deal with the promoters with the fighters um it's not the the, I don't know what to say, cleanest sport. <laughs> yes. Are you implying that? You're right. <laughs> but, but it's difficult, and it's difficult. But we also, because remember, there was an interim step as we decided that mixed martial arts was going to be the future, mm. and you've got to figure out, like, where's the puck going, as yeah. they say, in mm. right? right. And so we said, look, we've only got so many studios. And our Vancouver studio was working on this. We made the decision to develop first EA Sports MMA because mm. the UFC license at that time. Yes. Then, then I remember going to see Dana White and, oh. and uh, in, in, in Vegas and and, and with the Fratina brothers. The you know, Yeah, and just saying, look, we, we're in the market for this, and eventually we got it, and that's where UFC came about. But there was the step, and 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 so. Mm. We could only do so many things at once and and you you move your studio and you say look um to do mma and then ultimately with the goal of getting that ufc license mm -hmm. we, we just can't do boxing anymore and the numbers didn't carry it either yeah. uh, you know, and so and it was a period where you yeah you look back but everybody you mentioned king you know you had lennox lewis to that mm -hmm. and sugar ray leonard and all people that that i had the pleasure of meeting and working with up in vancouver but they were people in the past and there was nobody during that period mm. if you remember maybe yeah. the yeah roy jones but man you want you want to go back Lord. to the days of hearns hagler yeah. but floyd 
Yeah, but who else? I mean, exactly. This was, and, I, and look, I grew up with Ali versus Frazier versus yeah. Foreman Facts. and Larry Holmes when when there was a heavyweight championship fight, the world stopped. Oh, yes, yes, right? stopped. Right, and then for those for the viewers and listeners that may be a little younger, go watch when we were kings oh that's an excellent yes 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 i'm sure you still find it on netflix but that was the golden era of boxing with and and i forgot to mention joe frazier i mean so you think about but i think the moment in answer your question the moment in time is we looked at where the world of boxing was and it just wasn't going to be attractive enough to our core gamer right um to deliver it and we felt the future was mma and ultimately ufc and, and that's where we went Re- really quickly for my brother saw because I, I would, I yeah. would it would be, okay so i, I feel you um, about to jump in because i got i, I want to stay your bowl for mvp <laughs> mvp baseball my baseball brethren like please yeah i mean mvp baseball still to this day is one of the greatest baseball games ever made Ooh, and then immediately and then immediately afterwards you guys jumped to the ncaa license and then after that it was dead Again, I'm assuming the story is kind of similar to boxing, whereas like the, the license costs way too much. Uh, the Players Association stuff, in addition to the MLB license, costs way too much. And at that point, it kind of seemed like like Sony was sort of running away with it. Was was, was that sort of the thinking about why they, they stepped away from baseball? Yeah, why y'all relinquish that? You've <laughs> got to do the economics on these sports. And again, the mm-hmm. opportunity cost. And, and, and you're right. Sony had it. If you remember the old days of 989 sports. And Sony had, right. So so you start having first party exclusives on platforms that you really can't then get on. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we, we love dealing with the MLB and we were constantly sitting down with MLB and MLBPA, but but it just wasn't working out economically. And what you need to do is give your dev team a chance to, yeah. to hit their targets. And and also it's like, where are, this, where are the talents of this dev team better placed? And you make hard decisions. And so it just, during my period anyway there, it just wasn't working out that we could get MLB, MLBPA together, look at uh, the PlayStation platform, the Xbox platform, whatever mm-hmm. Nintendo platform happened to be the Wii or wherever at that time and say, mm-hmm. it, numbers don't stack up unfortunately and look i i love baseball as well but it was one of those where uh and obviously ea is not trying to do something a little younger with baseball Um, Mm -hmm. so and and i wish them the best there but but it just wouldn't economically stack up when we looked at license costs we did the forecasts of units and we looked at you know in particular the playstation platform we just there was no room on there for Mm. us so you know, because it was what uh, MLB the show. MLB the show. They, they yeah. had transferred yeah. to the show already from M- from nine eight nine. They had become you know Sony yeah. San Diego already, and they were doing the show. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it, it's unfortunate, but you can only do so much. And we were still doing during that period Tiger Woods, and and, mm-hmm. yeah. and it was you know, uh, and then golf struggled a little bit as well, and moved yeah. to PGA Tour, mm-hmm. and um, you know, so you you're constantly, unfortunately, having to make decisions. You don't want to let your studio go because they've put their heart and soul into a game mm-hmm. that never really had a chance of coming out profitably at the other end. Yeah. And, you know, that was always the challenge is you think about the studio, you think about the way you best deploy them. You look at the world of sports and you see the future and you go, we're going there. Mm-hmm. No, fair enough. Yeah. And, and it's fair, especially with the license. I'm sorry, sorry. You want to say anything? Yeah, good? One more question. Please. Um, so, so looking at these games now that come out on a yearly cadence, 
these games, these devs have nine months pretty much to put out a brand new game every year. Um, but then you have that fluidity with the back end stuff with like the, the ultimate team and stuff like that. Do you do you think some of these games would be better served as pure services and where you say, hey, this is the base game for this generation yeah. and we're going to sell you a $40 upgrade yeah. every year so as opposed to selling you a $70 product mm -hmm. that they had to try to, when you look at it on the surface, doesn't look that much different from the previous year. Right. And just to interject before you answer, Peter, um, the reason why I think it is also relevant, I, I was just interviewing your beloved T Turn 10 and, and, and those guys, Kusasaki and, and um, Greenwall and me and King were there. And this was the first time Forza Motorsport was actually so it was going to be live service that they were going to have this platform for the yep. generation and iterate upon it. Is this something that ever came up in your meetings as well to add on to what Sav asked you? Yeah, it, it always came up less in the meetings, but gamers were always asking the question, you know, why do we need a full game every year that then iterates with downloads and updates and yeah. live service we're talking about. But, I, you know, our decision was very much we're going to deliver. And, and the way it works is the dev, there's two dev teams working here. It's not that the dev team works nine months, here's the game, go take a break and start on next year. Mm -hmm. you, you've got parallel development teams working a year out and they're yeah. thinking about not next year's game but the year after and what um you know what what's technology going to empower in this and what does our physics engine look like and 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 you know what audio and and what what is going to be the playlist what what is yeah. steve yeah. Scher, yeah, he's going to do with you know put 100 songs on the on on the fifa game <laughs> uh, and, and so from that perspective you're working in parallel a, your, your core team, yes, they're working to deliver next year's game, but you've also got a team that's thinking about the year after, and you've got a team that thinks live operations about what are we doing tomorrow morning? Mm. What, what are we going to update here, particularly within Ultimate Teams, which is not only a game formerly known as FIFA, but also in Madden and, and hockey, obviously. Um, and that's the way it works. But yeah, the question always came up, but we just felt it was best for the game of the amount of content we had to deliver, it was best just let's get it out there every year and then iterate on that particular game. It, that makes sense what you just said because one year we will have a different feature that wasn't carried over to the next year. Like, you know, one year we have the truck stick or the mm -hmm. next year we'll have like this cone the vision. The cone vision, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I remember saying, <laughs> Why can't we have both? <laughs> yeah, but I, I understand. And that that's how my stack went. And we would pick if we're going to play Madden. Well, what year you want to play? Mm -hmm. uh, because what year you want to play yeah. dictates how good you're going to totally. be. Right? Yeah. 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 No, you need to be on the same year if you're going to play each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing you guys got to remember, you add big features like that. It, it's like the dev team needs to figure out how it impacts everything else, <laughs> yes. right? You know, so it's it's this ability to put something in seamlessly mm -hmm. that becomes, look, you needed two or three things to talk about. I needed to go on stage and talk about these things yeah. uh, on behalf of the dev team and make big deals of them because they were big deals. But the dev team's got to figure out how to put them in there, how to make them work, mm -hmm. make sure that you put you don't put something in that impacts everything else and the game yeah. falls apart. These were always the challenges we had. And these were these were hundreds of people work and yeah. still are many hundreds of people working on this. So it's no trivial feat to do what EA and EA Sports did and continues to do, which is mm -hmm. these 
massive experiences, not just the simulation of the game, mm -hmm. the entire experiences that it is reflective of the real world of sports. Yeah, no, well said. And, um, you know, I definitely also during your tenure, you know, kind of the resurgence of the single player games. And, you know, um, obviously you see what, what EA is doing now. I want to shout out our good friends at uh, Patrick Wren at Respawn, who we've had on to talk about Jedi Survivor. You know, I'm a huge Vince Sampella fan. I'm a huge Sampella fan. Oh. And, um, you know, Vince, if you're listening, we'd love to have you in real, the realm. I got to see my shot. <laughs> before we go into yes. that. Yes. People in the chat are asking this. I don't know if you can comment on this. Mm -hmm. But they want to know if you can comment on anything about Visual Studios and Dead Space. Visceral? Well, visceral. Okay. Yeah. Um, Dead Space was great, you know, and, and, and it had that eeriness mm -hmm. that freaked me the hell out when I first <laughs> like, you, you just, if you remember it, you're like going around, you go, what is going to, what's going to jump out of me here? Yeah, right? yeah, and, yeah. So, and this is a period where, just that time, you know, we're getting, I, I, don't, I don't know if it was 4K already by then, mm -hmm. but we're certainly getting ultra high def, but more, and the brilliance for me of Dead Space was audio, was that, you know, surround sound of like, is it, mm. is it behind me, you know, so, but, but in the end, uh, you know, and then Dead Space 2 came out, Visceral was in our Redwood Shores mm -hmm. uh, offices right there in the campus there, but, you know, I, I mean, I can't, I don't know what the question is. I mean, yeah. it, it just didn't work out, and, and mm -hmm. a lot of the visual team went and did other mm -hmm. things. But, you know, it just – Dead Space is one of those IPs that I'm sure down the road – and look, I've, I've been gone a few years from EA now, so it's <laughs> not one but, but it's one of those IPs that's that's sitting there that one day somebody's going to go, let's give it another yeah. go. Yeah, no, you know? I, I hear it. I, I, the, the question I was asking before, I had to ask the, the visual was just about – my beloved, I love Vince, and my, I felt my beloved Titanfall 2 never got that fair shake, Peter. I feel, I feel like you, you had it so close to Battlefield 1, and I feel they kind of cannibalized each other, and it, it saddens my heart that I wasn't getting it. And I think you, weren't you around your era during that tenure as far as, I think it was, because yeah, Mass Effect was still going on, I believe Andromeda, Dragon's Age, Titanfall was kind of around that era, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I, I spent... I love Vince and Vince had, you know, obviously had My guy. from Call of Duty and, and you know, and, and gone nose to nose with Woo. Bobby Kotick in those days. Oh yeah. Remember. Oh yeah. Infinity War. Uh, I remember. Yeah. And so I would start going down to LA and, and, and seeing what this Titanfall thing Woo. was all about. Yeah. Stand this by. was something that we believed in and, um, and it was amazing. Mm. You know, it just was something that, um, as more and more I saw of it, and we knew we were going to get behind it, which we did big time uh, with mm -hmm. the whole thing, because we we just felt good about Vince. You feel good about a team, and then you trust the team. And they're innovators, and they're disruptors, and they've got that bravado. Oh. That game's going to kick ass, and, and they've <laughs> and, and when you're the publisher, you you only see so much, you know, in, in this. And you go, I just believe in Vince. And yeah. then you start, you get... You get inside the Titan and mm. you go, this is a whole different experience than we've oh, seen yeah. before. And then dropping those Titans in onto the battlefield Woo. with that HUD, um, you know, it was just amazing. And then I'd, I'd gone by the time the, mm. the, the coup de grace of Apex Legends comes out of nowhere. <laughs> and, just, and that's classic Vince and, yes. and, and one of the great, great innovators uh, in, in, in gaming history uh, is Vince Sampella and his team. Absolutely. Right. Real, real quick, I just want to give it. I got you, guys. I just want to give it flowers. I completely agree. And in my opinion, he's never made a bad game. Continue, Kate. 
All right, before we move on we to Liverpool, I have one one thing. It's just an observation. When you went over to EA, and you know we got Donnie, and I, I think Donnie gets a bad rap, mm-hmm. honestly. You know, um, I wasn't a, a fan of a lot of things because I mean, you're, you're following a great, right? You <laughs> walk out the door, you left on a super high note. Boy, how can you fill these shoes, right? But when you went over to EA, you made it a little bit more amicable to work with Microsoft. Yeah. And Titanfall was there. My was question is, and, and you can say no that you won't answer, but um, <laughs> did you actively say, I'm going to listen? Because before it was times it felt like EA really wasn't listening to Microsoft. Facts. It was dealing with Sony and your sensitive ear to somebody that you were actually with and you were on a high note and you know the struggles over there did you give that sensitive ear to microsoft because titanfall became a launch exclusive for xbox and that's my question was your ear a little bit more sensitive to microsoft knowing the struggles knowing that they're the challenger brand knowing that they're number two yeah, i mean yes and no i mean look my my heart was very much in xbox but i'm i'm at that point, chief operating officer of a third party publisher. And right. so it's, 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 yes, it's uh, Robbie and the team that I'd left behind and then Phil and mm-hmm. Shane Kim and everybody, Jay Allard, probably still around. And, and uh, but also Jack Trenton and the team over there at, uh, you know, Sony. Yeah. And, and we needed to be, yeah. we needed to make sure that we were delivering on all the platforms. Mm-hmm. We, you can't favor one. Right. I mean, there are times you do that. But, but the EA situation, I mean, just to put, put a ribbon around this, remember we were voted worst company in America. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we're loved. <laughs> you know, and, and, and so my view on that, uh, you know, the tallest trees catch the most wind. And this was a, a website called The Consumerist. And, and it, look, it was ridiculous, but a lot of it was focused on the ending of Mass Effect 3. Right? Oh, boy. Y'all had to put that patch yeah. Yeah. So Commander Shepard dies, right? And it's just, and, and so there's uproar, you know, and, and, and a little bit of, we, we were driving, you know, a, a path that hadn't been walked before of, of downloadable content and yeah. microtransactions and moving towards free to play and always on. And so this was, you, you, you know, the, like the pioneers get the houses, but, you know, you know, they, <laughs> but, but the settlers get the houses and we were doing uh, it's probably politically incorrect anymore. But from the perspective of what we were doing, we were trailblazing. Yeah. And we were, we were trying to figure out where this industry was going. And we were unafraid of being the company that would give it a go. As a result, you know, the consumerist um, made us, and, and, and it was somewhat laughable. But I always remember that we're in San Francisco, and the lead story on the news that night was, uh, Bay Area Company voted worst in America. And mm. this was the same year that BP had pretty much polluted the entire oh, Gulf, yeah. right? And so, um, and it was hard on the employees. And, and, and so yeah. we needed to rally. And the, But also there was this reflection moment that we had at EA. So I, I took on, I developed a program called Reputation Rehabilitation, a little <laughs> bit of a literally a mouthful, but Rep Rehab, we called it. I love this. And we listen and we go, you know what? Let's let's take a listen. Let's look. Let's reflect on this because 
little bit where there's smoke, there may be some fire on this. And we then started to think, how can we, how can we engage better with our, with our gamers? And, you know, so Rep Rehab was a very definitive program to take on board criticism, mm -hmm. think about how we engage better with our customer, with the gamer. I jumped on, started jumping on Twitter, which, which David Tinson, my, uh, my head of comms at the time, who's now the CMO there, said, ah, you're not going on Twitter. Ah, not, <laughs> you uh, was too loose. There's, not, there's nothing to be gained on this. But I, we started to engage and helping gamers and talking to gamers. And this was part of, of an outreach program that allowed us to at least understand what the frustrations were. Yeah. And this is pretty typical of industries that are going through mammoth change and companies that are leading that change and they're sticking their neck out uh, doing things that now, you know, everybody does it, but somebody's got to go first and do it. And so yeah. we did that. Concurrently, internally, I needed to like get morale back again. Yes. And so I'm the chief operating officer. And so being a marketer, I developed a team that not only reported to me, but also from all parts of the company. And I called it the engine room and, you know, got a logo and, and with the <laughs> with the steam on the pistons, the oil on the wheel and gears. And, and we hauled our way back through the engine room to be able to get to where EA got to when I was there and certainly still is, which is a powerful digital, profitable company that Wall Street embraces that the eight, 9,000 employees, whatever it happens to be, mm -hmm. can feel good about their jobs and you know their compensation package and their equity is good so they can take care of their families and get a little bit of stability and consistency back because mm -hmm. those were rough times, yeah. very difficult times. But yeah, yeah. We, we did all of that because we believed in the future, but also uh, there was pause for thought uh, and, and reflection. We started mm -hmm. to look at the tweets and the inbounds mm -hmm. that customer service was getting. Said, so, "Yeah, maybe we can do better." No, I love and, it. Uh, yeah. I love it because it also reminds me of the Dreamcast days in your focus group, kind of reading the temperature of the room and mm -hmm. the assessment period, right? Yeah. And and it's needed if you're, you're truly going to improve and, and reflect. And I love that you guys did that during the height of the storm because it can't feel good internally, right? So you, I love the, I even love the, the verbiage of rehab. <laughs> like that, that's really cool, like yeah. to, to really put that out there. So salute to you, kudos to the team. You guys ushered a tremendous era right there and there in EA. And I definitely want to give you your flowers there because again, trailblazing, doing things that people may be scared of, but this is where the industry is going, that inevitability. And, and it's really cool to see. I, I know we're going to get into Liverpool, but I, 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 don't, I want to skip ahead just slightly because, you know, I don't feel people talk about your tenure at Unity a lot. And, 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 and what I feel is like you were named was a senior vice president and a GM of Unity Sports and Live Entertainment. And yeah. what did that entail? And then also last time you mentioned that you wanted to talk about volumetric capture and, 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 and what just tell, tell us about that whole tenure. Well, when I, when I left Liverpool, and obviously mm -hmm. we'll talk about Liverpool. We're going to talk about, we're going to say that for last. <laughs> yeah, and coming back, mm -hmm. um, John Riccatello reached out. He saw that I was leaving Liverpool and, and, and reached out to me. And, and again, at this point, I've known John since gosh, since 1999 when I joined Sega and it just EA didn't develop for the Dreamcast platform. So we've, uh, we've either competed against each other, we've collaborated during the Xbox <laughs> era, and, and, and you know, then of course I worked for him at EA mm -hmm. and then he went off and, and, and uh, 
did a little bit of work in venture capital elevation partners with bono of u2 but then oh, wow. came back into the industry with unity and so he said look we're we're working on volumetric capture and and real-time 3d and the creation of experiences outside of the gaming world that we mm. think um you know can be useful and, and applied and he says, when I think sports, I think you. And so I came in knowing nothing what he was talking about, but very quickly <laughs> saw this opportunity Classic to use Tita. volumetric capture, which is different than motion capture. So let's get the terminology right. Okay. Mocap, you're wearing your, your neoprene suit with yes. your mark on it, mm -hmm. and you're seeing the articulation of the body that can then be interpreted in simple terms into a wireframe that's then skinned to look like an avatar, an athlete, whatever it happens to be. Volumetric capture is actually massive camera arrays that are capturing data mm -hmm. in real time of body movement and then going into what's called a, a solved solution mm -hmm. and then spitting out after a while that takes a lot of computing power, mm -hmm. the actual a visual again that you can then manipulate mm -hmm. and work with. So um, in three dimensions and what we mm -hmm. call you know, nine points of freedom here of the movement three-dimensionally. And so when I got there, a um, small team of six, which ended up by the time I left in, in earlier uh, in January this year, mm -hmm. there was 80 of us. And we developed um, something called Metacast, uh, mm -hmm. which was very much looking at the future of sports and how you would interact with sports. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, and this will happen. There's no doubt in my mind in that let's say World Cup 2026 here in North America, that you watch a goal being scored and you go to your phone or your, your tablet 10, 15 seconds later and you then drop yourself into the penalty area mm. right behind the player and then you spin around looking at what that player is doing as if you're in the penalty box. Mm. Or you want to see the tackle made, it's controversial, is it a penalty? You've got these these nine degrees that you get nine points of freedom that you can look at here. Mm -hmm. um, so from that perspective, an incredibly talented team. Wow, Adam Myhill in particular, who had developed Cinecast and Cinemachine. So these ways of visualizing data in in its early years. So mm -hmm. camera and lighting was key. Mm -hmm. But we developed this thing called Metacast. Concurrently, I was also doing live entertainment, which coming out of COVID there was the belief and still is that we're going to go and have concert experiences without having to go through yeah. the hassle of yes. mm -hmm. arena. And so we worked through that and we were very fortunate to uh, get a client, Insomniac, who do EDM and they mm -hmm. uh, focused on EDC in, in Las Vegas and Orlando and all the places did it and started working mm -hmm. on this virtual experience that you could be part of Electric yes. Daisy Carnival and then have this EDM experience, which are massive. Uh, mm -hmm. If you've ever been to one, and I was fortunate yeah. to go a couple of times in Vegas. Um, and so the virtualization of the live entertainment thing. But you know, I, I got my iPad here as I'm talking. I may be able to oh. show you what I'm talking about well, with, let's go. with Metacast. Uh, let's you know, go. Keep, we can. Uh, yeah, I'll, sure. I, I'll talk while you, I, you pull it up because it kind of yeah. reminds me of my work at Meta with um, where they had Horizon and, and basically watching the NBA games like live on courtside with a VR headset and, 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 and just different events that will kind of put you into the heart of it. You, like you can didn't, reach out and touch of it. Yeah. Didn't so, the yeah. NFL have something kind of like that? Um, because when I had the package, 
you were able to view the tackle from different angles like because they had this camera that will run the length of the field and it was like the eye in the sky and you would be able to like zoom in and i understand what you're talking about is a little bit way more in depth you know way more in depth but yeah. uh, we were able to see the play from different angles and get low on the field and I, that i missed that part from xbox one that passed through and all that other stuff <laughs> that was implemented but mm-hmm. it, it was good features that were there so. yeah this demo is going to take too long to run, but what we're talking about king is called the spider cam and so that yes. takes you right down but but what we're talking about is you could be under center well, literally you could drop yourself there because the camera systems of stadiums of the future there'll be hundreds of them that are ca- not just capturing video or visuals or film mm-hmm. they're capturing data and then reconstituting that data as interactive experiences that wow. you can touch and spin mm-hmm. that player you want to see if a, a receiver's route as if you're the cornerback and mm-hmm. that is so that's the work that i did at unity uh we did metacast and then unity show which which is a, a platform which allows promoters and and even artists themselves to develop these kind of interactive experiences oh, where you can sit at home and and, and have fun watching a concert mm. concerts as we know are are, are not cheap anymore yeah, and yeah. They're, yeah. so i mean the ability for you to have a 20 dollar experience mm-hmm. i mean look at Taylor Swift tickets and just, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, a few weekends ago, my wife and I in Vegas, we saw Adele on Friday night. We saw the B-52s on Saturday Ooh. night. We saw Queen B herself, Beyonce on Sunday Oh, night. the Queen! I, I can't tell you what that cost. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I, I, I like, the only thing I like uh, about COVID <clears throat> mm-hmm. is the VR experience that I have. Uh, you know, I had my uh, Oculus uh, Quest 2. And yep. I put it on, and I'm able to be at a UFC fight ringside, or I'm able to be at a concert and look over and see people. Um, that ability to be in the comfort of your home and to still experience the live uh, event it, for a fraction of the cost. Because I understand you physically being there cost astronomical, and me virtually being there cost a fraction of the cost or whatever it is. And and I, I honestly believe that's exactly where entertainment is going uh, to yeah. reach more masses. So you know, Unity is on the right track. To be honest with you, yeah, yeah, no, we, I'm, and we're proud of the work we did. Look, live entertainment and sports are becoming exclusive, and yeah. and technology needs to make them inclusive. Where you can't get there i mean we'll talk about liverpool one of the things that was very clear to me when i got there we probably have 300 million fans around the world i mean just at the very minimum that put the hand up and say i'm a liverpool fan i bet 99.5 percent of those fans will never see liverpool live Mm, i mean so that that and it's both a shame but it's the fact of life when you become a global Yes. Uh, entity as Liverpool is and, and, you know, Manchester United and these massive clubs that have got multi-generational support mm-hmm. that goes back from the 60s and 70s. And as TV started to become part of the way you would experience it, because when I grew up in England, there was no live sports on television right. because it, it, the business model was very much you go to the stadium and you push a couple of pounds through the turnstile <laughs> because it was a business model based on attendance yes right. not engagement and yes. so things changed radically but that was and, and again you know at liverpool i learned and took to me with me so many lessons i'd learned in video games about mm. engagement 
that was critical. Well said, well said. I love what you said. I love what you were doing there. You know, I do feel that is the future as far as, you know, 3D and sports and entertainment and getting that virtual experience, that really cool tech. I do have one last question because I know we got to get Liverpool next, but I do have one last Unity question, and it's a tough one because I do have to ask you because I know what you were doing is kind of separate. You know what I'm saying? From yep. kind of like Unity developing in a game and working with that. But um, with everything that's going on right now, you know, obviously there's a strong developer pushback in the community on this latest Unity runtime fee. You know, what are your thoughts on that? And then obviously the latest amendment slash apology, you know, that was sent out by Unity to the dev community. Yeah, well, you know, they're, they're trying to make things good. Uh, Mark Whitten sent an apology out and he yeah. led up with, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of amendments to your point to, to the runtime fees and whether it was going to be retroactive and, and going forward here. Look, yeah. I love working at Unity. There are 8,000 very talent, talented, hardworking people there. Um, and what we have to remember, and whether we like it or not, they're a publicly traded company yeah. that has only made a profit in one quarter of their public existence. Ooh. And they have invested hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars, in building out the Unity platform and engine. And at some point, for them to be sustainable and to continue, um, they've got to find ways to make money uh, that are consistent and, and, and material. Maybe this wasn't the right way, and maybe there should have been a lot more listening and consensus building and what have you. And I think Mark, in his apology, um, you know, outlined that we should have listened better. We should have sat down with our, in particular, our indie developers to understand what impact was on this. But, but ultimately, this is a company that's invested not only in gaming, but in real-time 3D, automotive design, and, and engineering and architecture, they're using their game engine platform to bring things to life in different industries and where video games can, can actually enhance all the things that we use outside of gaming. And in particular, go talk to the automotive designers yeah. now that, that we're used to doing things in clay, which always seemed ridiculous to me, but now... <laughs> You know, whether they, to your point, King, put their VR helmet on and they're designing the cockpit and, and the ergonomics of their BMWs and their Audis and their Mercedes yes. in real time. And, and that's a video game engine doing it for them. So, um, you know, Unity just needs to figure out what the next three, four, five years look like and mm -hmm. how they're going to be sustainable and, and how they are going to be able to have a positive impact on our industry continue to support indie developers that, yes. you know, the, the, the unity engine by far, the majority of independent developers yes. unity, Absolutely. Um, because it was cost effective and efficient. I mean, I know it, it has its critics, but you know, if it's not this, it's gotta be something else. They've got to figure out mm -hmm. how they, without impacting negatively the business model, of the independent developers, how they can actually mm -hmm. make I some agree. money so, I agree. so that they can keep everybody employed and keep Unity going. No, well said, well said. First of all, respect your transparency there. This man, you know, I love up here. He don't dodge nothing. He, he about this folks. <laughs> yeah. That's why I love you. Liverpool's in the building, so we're here for the main event. That's what we say the last one. That's right. Let's go. And, and look. I'm just like so amazed by this because this is one of the coolest parts of your journey, in my opinion. Right. You know, the pride of Liverpool coming back home, CEO of his hometown club. So despite giving me my first love, I think this has to be one of your greatest milestones. Like this is a bit. And of course, the success you have there, you will never walk alone. So let's talk about it. How did all of this go down? <laughs> well, it, it, it's again. 
an executive recruiter. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we gotta get I your contact. I need I your. Just... Co- I need your black book, man. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was gonna say a recruiter. <laughs> yeah, these guys keep showing up. So they call and um, I'm trying to think exactly when it was. It, it, it was probably late 2016 in the fall of 2016, and uh, I get a call. And, and you know people uh, that have been fortunate enough to have some career success are constantly getting pinged yes, you know yes. there's a role here and what have you and so i got a call from a recruiter spencer stewart one of the biggest recruiters in the world and it's it's their london office and, mm. and they go hey um would you ever consider moving back to england again and, and i always remember i'm in my office at the EA, i'm looking out the sun is shining <laughs> and, and, and i love ea and i'm about to enter my 10th year at electronic arts and you know the stock's back to 125 130 and we are firing on all cylinders yeah. peter, peter almost said peter almost said you have a nice day sir yeah, yeah. Yeah, i mean the, the paycheck was, was was nice things the weather's nice everything is fantastic let's go you, know, you gotta blow it up yeah. when it's good let's yeah. go <laughs> well that's it right there a bit of creative destruction is about <laughs> to jump in story. that's right that's my uh, man and the recruiter says, well, what if it was to be chief executive officer of Liverpool Football Club? Ooh. All right, did, did your heart stop? There, there might have been a pause on the line at that moment. And so you've got to understand, my dad first took me to watch Liverpool in 1959. Mm. I went to see Liverpool versus Leighton Orient. Mm. Liverpool won 4-3 at Anfield. I was four years of age and mm. I was smitten. Mm-hmm. And like... You know, any kid in Liverpool at that period, you're either red or you're blue. Yeah, it's you're Liverpool or you're Everton. There's there's nowhere in between, and you had to have a club. Scouts and my talk. dad, yeah, it is Scouts of Talk, and scouts this is talk, my dad's team and my granddad's team. So this goes back, family, nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties, and you know, and so I, I gave it some thought, a lot of thought, and and uh, my wife Debbie, who. California girl and never lived in Liverpool and, <laughs> and, and and I I it was gut-wrenching to make the decision to leave EA mm. and I will never forget what had happened is we we came to an agreement mm-hmm. but I wanted to see through uh, Q1 uh, or, or actually you know the the final yeah it would be Q1 calendar 2017 Q3 fiscal for EA because it it was getting to the end of the fiscal year, and I wanted to make sure that uh, I just wasn't walking away. And, right. and also, there was a timing issue at Liverpool. Um, and so I agreed, I think, in, in January to, to the contract. And then we had actually an April date that I was going to uh, announce I was leaving at the end of the quarter, and everything would be smooth and the transition would be great. Mm-hmm. I get a call on the morning of February 28th uh, in 2017 at about 5 a.m. And it's my new boss's Fenway Sports Group on the Boston Red Sox. Mm. And says, hey, we got a problem, a newspaper uh, in, in England and a newspaper that I will never talk about mm-hmm. that uh, is, is a rag of, <laughs> of immense proportions. has <laughs> got wind that you're going to be the new CEO. And they're going to run that story at 10 o'clock tonight on their online uh, portal. And because I'm a Section 16 officer of a publicly traded company, that's got an impact yeah. to that company. Mm-hmm. So, so I had to then resign or make the company aware that this story was coming out and that I was going to be leaving EA. 
and a moment again I never will forget so it's I go to work and it's like 7.30 in the morning and I call Andrew Wilson, my boss. I remember and, Andrew. And Andrew uh, is at breakfast. I said, he said, I, Andrew, I need to meet. We, you know, when are you coming in? He said, well, I'm going to breakfast, a lunch breakfast uh, meeting. What's going on? I said, well, I, I don't want to do this over the phone, but I need to tell you I, I'm going to leave EA. Mm. And there's a pause. He's driving. There's a pause. And... Um, he says, where are you going? You're going to another publisher? What are you doing? I said, yeah. well, I'm going to be the new CEO at Liverpool Football Club. Ooh. And then there's a longer pause. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I can't compete with that. <laughs> and, and, and no, better than that. And, and his voice starts breaking and he says, mm. mate, I, I couldn't be more happy for you. I'm, I'm sad for us. I couldn't be more happy for you. Yeah. And I know what this means to you. And... Uh, I said, yeah, I mean, Andrew, the only place I, you, you know, this is the only job that I would take and leave EA. Mm -hmm. And uh, we then scrambled because we had to announce at the close of the bell that I was yes. going to be leaving. And he wrote what's known as an EA action, which is a announcement to the entire company that was wonderful. He's a Chelsea fan, so he got it. <laughs> um, and, uh, uh, but I, again, you always remember, and, and I always tell everybody, you're remembered by how you leave. Yes. Right? So always, when you leave a company, that's all people will remember. If you leave angry, throwing grenades, you know, talking about people in a negative way on the way out and, and, and being bitter, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's how people remember you. And so mm -hmm. I always say you're remembered by how you leave. And so mm -hmm. I, I then worked for another couple of months and we mm -hmm. got everything in place and got my team in place and a succession plan mm -hmm. and then left, um, jumped on a plane uh, with Debbie and seven suitcases and a great day uh, <laughs> and uh, headed to Liverpool um, mm -hmm. and uh, started work almost immediately, uh, mm -hmm. getting ready for the 2017 2018 season. Man. I bet you I bet you at the end of the day he's like you know what I hate to lose Peter but at least he ain't going to the competition. <laughs> yeah, because you, right. you, you, you can hear the fear the trepidation like what what, what competitor <laughs> is he going where, where to you going? You going to Activision? Yeah. yeah there's, there's nowhere else I would go in the industry but this was uh this was special to me. Look my my dad imbued this love of the club. My dad has You'll Never Walk Alone on his gravestone. I mean, awesome. just the whole element of what the club means and what it's what it's given so many people in a, in a city that's had some really tough times, but we always had football. Mm -hmm. And we always had, we always had uh, the ability to be able to um, look forward to 3 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon when the games used to be played because whatever mm -hmm. tough times we were going through, we, we would have this that mm -hmm. we could forward to and fortunately you know it's a, it's a great club with a great history that's won a yeah. lot of trophies and brought a lot of joy to people yeah you brought success there uh, two quick questions regarding liverpool that i have to ask for my uh, our website lawsofgaming.net our editor-in-chief about mood he, he big liverpool fan and he says um did anyone from the squad recognize you from your gaming career and geek out in front of you and then the second question is from <laughs> our edit, another editor at lawsofgaming.net dan aka infinite ammo he says he's a huge lfc fan he said peter we won our first premier league trophy under your tenure the one question I'd like to know is if he had to choose anything specific, what made the difference in that, in your opinion? Was it the manager Klopp, a certain player you signed, or something else? So did people geek out? And then about the Premier League trophy. 
I don't know if he geeked out, but uh, people might remember Jordan Henderson, the Liverpool captain, being on the cover of FIFA uh, yes. the yeah. year and I may or may not have had a lot of. <laughs> oh, you, you may. That's what I'm talking <laughs> wait, about. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. King, I think that he that was the champions edition. Yeah, yeah. Listen, listen. I okay. So he I already stole that. my question. That was that was. I was doing some real research last <laughs> night. So you already stole my question. When you play in the game, and you playing your team. Oh, come on, King. Don't... <laughs> Did you envision? Because I know you were sitting. I'm running. I'm going to win. I'm going to do this. But now you got the actual shot. There's this one way. I mean, I could sit there and play the Jets all day long. <sighs> you know, no recruiters in my DM. But if they ever gave me the recruiting job, the uh, you want to be the, the you know the CEO of the Jets, mm-hmm. and my thoughts on actually winning. Now you have the opportunity to do so. Mm. Did you say, oh, hell yeah, we going to win, and they're going to do it under my tenure. Let's <laughs> go. Uh, you, you could say all you like, but actually delivering. And look, I, I very clear, I ran the business of football mm-hmm. uh, and, and left Jurgen Klopp and his team okay. uh, to, to, to do everything they needed to do on the pitch. Awesome. It was my job, and more importantly, the 800 people that work for the club that didn't kick a ball uh, to provide everything, the, 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 the financial support to, to be able to buy the great players, uh, the, uh, the logistics to make sure that all they had to worry about mm-hmm. was winning on a Saturday or a Sunday or a Tuesday or mm-hmm. a Wednesday, you know, Champions League, and building the club and getting closer to our fans. And one of the things that I did uh, very controversially and, mm. and upon reflection, you know, took some risks and did some stupid things was was get engaged on Twitter with our fans, which mm. many, if not most Premier League CEOs would never dream of doing. And, and, you know, ownership was not a fan of this, but I felt being a Liverpoolian living in Liverpool mm. and what was needed, they were kind of what we call absentee owners. They didn't live there. They would come over for games from time to time. But I felt rightly or wrongly, that we needed to engage. Liverpool as a city and Liverpudlians as a people mm-hmm. are a warm group of people that, that circle the wagons around that city and take great pride in, in who they are. There's, a, there's an expression, I'm Scouse, not English. It's, mm. it's the people, the public of Liverpool. And so and football is absolutely core yes. to, that, yep. to that entity and, and that belief. And look, these are people in, in a large part that don't have a lot going for them, yeah, that, have, yeah. that have been much maligned over decades mm-hmm. from, from the British government. And, and, you know, go, don't mention Margaret Thatcher's name oh. in Liverpool. <laughs> so you've got, you've got this concept of, of we'll, we'll get by ourselves. We don't need your help. And yeah. so, and football was an important part, the crutch that allowed people to be able to do that. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, when I think of, what needed to be done and the look i was i was i'd rather be lucky than good as i would say and jürgen was building a squad that was capable as we were by the second end of the second season the best team in the world and actually going to qatar to doha and becoming fifa club world champions as we did uh, as I'm fond of saying, we became champions of everything and everywhere because we'd won the Champions League, we'd won the Premier League, we won the uh, Super Cup, which is Europe, um, European champions together, and then eventually won the FIFA Club World Cup. And so anything we could win, we had won. And uh, uh, it, uh, d- nothing to do with me uh, as regards scoring goals or clearing balls off the line. Uh, 
it was everything to do with that team. But my job was to have my very talented people there in Liverpool and around the world, uh, making sure that Jurgen and the team had nothing to worry about except putting the ball in the back of the net. Ooh, man. And that's the huge part, though. Yeah. That part right there. No distractions, no cares. Mm-hmm. You just go play. I'll handle everything else. Yeah, that's and what we do. That, that's, that allowed people yeah. to succeed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, your track record speaks for itself. itself. Like, no, it's, yeah. it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, we, 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 can't, we can't avoid the fact that everywhere you go, you leave in better situation than you came here <laughs> with. Yeah. Look, I mean, it, it's a beautiful thing. And, and, and again, that's so why I wanted to say that one for last because I know we, we, we had time. But it, it, it's one of those things where it, it's like the conquering hero. You returns home, you know, and then you have this magical story. And, and as a person who is very fortunate, I have a, a good friend of mine, shout out to Lord Greg, who is the biggest Liverpool fan. Remember, I'm an American kid. All I know is football. You know, all I know is American football. You know what I'm saying? Like, so he's like, you have to come with me. And I remember getting on that plane. I go to England. And then I jump on some train. And it was a long ride. And I get to Liverpool. And to your point, yeah, you can tell. The climate was different, right? The energy was different. But I remember walking into Anfield. I still have the video. I'll send this to you, Lord Peter. And I will tell you right now. When they we were playing, they, you guys were playing Hull, and you guys won oh. the game. But during, yeah, 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 it was oh the, the whole Hull was outside. Their fans, it was <laughs> it was a thing, right? And I think you guys had Suarez at the time. It was a big thing, whatever. Yeah. Right? And I get there, and I don't know what I'm what's what's about to happen, King. And you hear a whole stadium singing this song of you will never walk. It is the most emotional, magical thing. I've, I I pulled out my phone. I have it till this day and recorded. I'm like, what is happening? This is magic right now. And I have to admit, there was no energy in any sport that I've ever encountered that matched that energy. It was amazing. So I have photos, I have pictures. It was so cool to go to my first game, you know, and it was it was Liverpool. And, and again, so I know what it means, you know, to the people and, and how you guys take so much pride in that and salute to you for bringing home the, the trophy and all that good stuff. And, you know, I guess uh, the, the final thing before we get you out of here is, um, you know, obviously, you know, you did that. You're back home. Right? I'm assuming Lady Debbie's happy about that. Instead of, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, then, then you, you got a little, you got some sky going on. So Santa Barbara sky. So yeah, yeah talk to me yeah. about that for you. Well, we came back. You know, we had um, we had seen, if I didn't already know, the impact that that football can have on people, on community, on mm-hmm. on people with disadvantaged situations. But mm-hmm. it gave them hope, and, and I think. And Debbie would tell you this. We, we had won the Champions League in, in Madrid uh, on June 1st. We beat Spurs 2-0. We, we partied all night long in the hotel. And we jump on the team plane uh, the next morning at 6 a.m. We, we didn't go to bed. And we go back. We leave 50,000, 60,000 of our fans in Madrid. We fly back to Liverpool the next morning and we all go shower at the training ground mm-hmm. and then the buses open top buses arrive because we're going to go through the streets of Liverpool with the Champions League trophy and I was mm-hmm. in one of those moments that that you will never forget they said you know get on the bus and it's like I didn't do anything here but I got on the bus with the team with, oh. with, with Van Dijk with Mohamed obviously Jurgen and we set off what turned out to be a four-hour journey wow. through 750,000 people wow. from 
start to finish of showing them the trophy. And Debbie was on the bus behind, and, and again, from, from her perspective, she'd never experienced anything like this. But you're driving through in Liverpool, Kensington, Islington, to Brook, some of the most disadvantaged yes. postcodes in all of Britain. That's what I noticed. Yep. In all of Britain. And you're driving, and, and we are showing them the trophy. And the tears. you can sometimes see in people poverty. And by that, and I don't mean to be disrespectful, but you can see in their faces mm -hmm. and their body language and their demeanor, these are people that, that just haven't had a fair shake in life and have mm -hmm. grown up in tough circumstances, but they had Liverpool Football Ooh. Club. And that, that allowed them to be part of something bigger than they were ever going to get in their real life, which is a tough life. And as we're showing them a trophy and, and leaning over the bus, you see this, the grown men crying mm. and just because this means so much to them. Then we ended up, and, and what I did as well is I have a picture of my dad on, the, on my uh -oh. phone and, and, I was able, and my dad had been gone 20 years and I was able to show so, dad nice. the trophy what was going on. So we had that. But we ended up on the Liverpool waterfront where there were a quarter of a million people. We'd mm. left most of our rabid fans back in Madrid because there was <laughs> they could get back but it was spectacular and only then do you realize what the impact of this game is so concurrently you know i've been lucky in life ea had been good to me financially so when we went to liverpool we formed our own charitable foundation yeah, the Paul. peter Paul foundation mm -hmm. and we focused on food banks because one in five families in liverpool couldn't put food on the table at night and mm -hmm. needed a food bank and so we focused on that my mom was a nurse at Aldehay Children's Hospital post-World War II, and, and so we funded treatment rooms for, for children that, that mm. were burn victims and mm. that needed to come in and get special treatment. Um, cancer, horrifically, mm. in, in the north of England, 50% of people will get cancer uh, before they die. And, and it's an unbelievable number that's a little lifestyle-driven, um, but but when you get into disadvantaged communities, cancer rates yep, are raised, unfortunately, and, and that's and that's the way it is around the world. So supporting cancer hospital is what we do. So fast forward to coming back to Santa Barbara, and we still do that. In fact, we're going over uh, the end of next week. Uh, I'm speaking in Belgium on football management, but then going to Liverpool to support these charities the the second week in October. But then coming back to Santa Barbara. We wanted to do something. There's no professional sports team in Santa Barbara, and soccer, as we all know, is exploding right now. And mm -hmm. just decided that I'm going to fund uh, the new uh, Santa Barbara Sky, which is a, a name we selected, and, and uh, we're going to be playing in USL League One. Wow. Uh, you know, and and something again, giving back, and concurrently, we uh, formed a foundation that even before we kick a ball, we have a charitable foundation called. Fundacion Cielo, the Sky Foundation, that's probably going to spend most of its time looking at disadvantaged families here in Santa Barbara, because any affluent community, and I don't care how much money there is, is often there's an engine room back there of people yeah. That, yeah. That, that mow the lawns and clean the streets and serve in restaurants. Mm -hmm. And we have that here, and, and they have a tough time as well. So that's the little bit of the foundation of Santa Barbara Sky, and I'm very proud uh, Debbie and I are very proud to be the the founding owners. Awesome. That, that's that was going to be my question because um, last night when I was doing the research, I didn't know that, I didn't know that you, you started the foundation and you know the cancer or research and the give back. And my question was, what like, 
sparked that fire in you to do that. And you answered that question, you know, going through the ride uh, through Liverpool and, and, you know, showing your father. And I, I'm, I'm no, that moment that he took you to see the game and he planted that seed inside of you and you had that burning fire since then all the way to lead you to the point of giving back the uh, philanthropy that you are doing and the foundation. I just wanted to commend you on that yeah. because doing that, I said, wow, this man had this meteoric rise and every place that he did leave, he left in better condition than he got there. And the huge impact that you have made, I know this will be tremendously successful. Mm -hmm. I understand that to be because I know your passion lies in this right here. So it was just that rise to get to this pot that that you are right now. So it was just uh, something that I opened and you answered the question. So yeah. I was going to lead to that question here, but you, you answered it already. So thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. My pleasure. And, and look, you know, you you follow your dreams and, and, and it's it's a cliche way, but you know, things open up when you work hard and you believe in things, and I've been very fortunate. A lot of you know crossroads in my life, and making the right decision, as it turned out, has been that way. You've got to then, um, you know, I have a TED talk that I did a number of years ago that mm -hmm. you'll find. That's uh, all right. That, that that you know, basically, I finish with you know, embrace your, embrace the tree that bore you, because from there, the boughs that support you of who you are, and mm -hmm. and and I've always lent very heavily on being born in Liverpool, <clears throat> growing up in a pub. Being a physical education teacher, these are the things that informed my my career. Nothing to do with going to executive business courses, mm -hmm. but that that school of, of reality and hard knocks and, and and watching your parents strive and then you know believing in yourself to be an immigrant as I am mm -hmm. and come to this country and struggle for a couple of years. Um, and and I can look back at you know having made a difference, and that's when we leave this planet. You know that's the way that you want to think Facts. about what you've done in your life, not how much money you made or how, you know how big your house and your cars are, but what impact you've had on other people and their lives, and maybe you know a generation after you're gone because of what you've done for them or or, or how you've inspired them are in a better place as a result. Well said, brother. This is tremendous. I mean, I'm so glad we got to get through these chapters with you and the journey. Like you said, the impact you made, you know, I just love hearing that, especially again, you know, being fortunate to visit Liverpool. And I'm glad you said about, you know, the conditions and I, some of my coolest friends are from Liverpool. And, and I, I sense that spirit. Right. And it's so it's so damn cool. So, again, we, we're going to get you out of here because you gave us so much time and we really respect it. We do a tradition that we have with all the guests in the realm on their exit. Um, it's kind of funny. No pressure. <laughs> but uh, top five video games or franchises of all time. No pressure. What it means to you. Oh, okay. So these are my Personal. top yeah. five and mm -hmm. the impact. Um, well, I think, I hate to start with two shooters, but Halo and Gears of War mm -hmm. from the perspective of okay. two things that, that I personally got behind heavily, including mm -hmm. tattoos. Um, <laughs> it is, you know, those two um, huge impact on the Xbox platform. Mm -hmm. EA Sports FC, formerly known as Paper. I was so fortunate to be uh, interesting. Andrew Wilson was running FIFA at that time, mm -hmm. but to be there as we went up against Pro Evo Soccer, had the courage to change the engine, 
to move to a new engine in 2008 and, and all of the downside of that so that we could hit the ground running and get that big hockey stick bounce. Sorry to mm. mix my sports metaphor. <laughs> now you're good, you're good. <laughs> There's that. And then I go back. You know, Sonic has always been Woo! good to me. Go. Sonic Adventures, I think of those things. Um, and then the some of the one. wackiest stuff, right? I mean, I... I, I I still think back of the Sega days of things like Seaman and mm. <laughs> Typing of the Dead. Typing um, of the Dead. Yeah. If anybody remembers Typing of the Dead and and Crazy Taxi, we yes. were talking yes. about the day. How we used to in those days pay Pizza Hut and KFC to For be the... in the game. Yes. Right? We actually paid them to be in the game. Now they pay. Absolutely. Um, and two of my daughters work for EA, and, and, and I'm very proud of that. And, oh. you know, one of them, you know, she does in-game product placement and sponsorship and advertising. And, and, and every time I talk to her about it, the amount of money she's talking about for brands that want to be in games yeah. because they know the impact that games have. So yeah. that would be my ad hoc list right off the top all, of all my right. head. So Love it. the last one is the Sega Collection. Right, so I'll give you the Sega collection. First one was Halo, Gears, then we went to uh, FIFA, mm -hmm. and we had Sonic, and mm -hmm. the last taxi. one was the Sega collection. Crazy Taxi, you got Crazy Taxi. He's what yeah. we're for now. The, the you know, let's not, and, and King, let's not forget Samba Amigo. Oh, Ooh. yes, I had the maracas. <laughs> that, that was one of the best peripherals, I mean, outside of a gun for, you know, uh, you know, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Peter with the Morocco. Oh, I see, the, I see the moves. I see them with the moves. Strike the pose. They got to bring it back. Strike the pose. Yeah. You know, how can you not like a, a monkey in a sombrero and Morocco? <laughs> which then reminds me of uh, Su Super Monkey Ball. Super oh. Monkey Ball. Classic. One of my favorite games, too. And the final yeah. game question, which is tradition. Yep. I think I know the answer to this. Me, too. But uh, we got to be fair and unbiased. Lord Peter's favorite console of all time and why? Well, it, it obviously it's the Dreamcast uh, because because it blazed the trail and it blazed the trail under tough circumstances where people at the time didn't trust Sega, felt burned by Sega. They 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 believed in the PlayStation. The PlayStation Two was coming, but little plucky Sega and very talented people around the world, particularly my team in downtown San Francisco, we believed in the Dreamcast. And whilst we, we, we didn't see it through to where we wanted it to, mm -hmm. its legacy remains to this day. And there are fingerprints of what the Dreamcast did on every game and every piece of hardware yep. and every service. Somewhere along the line, the Dreamcast informed some of that. And so many developers who are making games today makes me feel old but with teenagers playing sega dreamcast and fell in love with video games as a result factual the thank legend you. that is peter boy thank you so much for all the time you blessed us with thank you for the part two we learned so much man we learned so much from you and and again the the competitive nature the challenger brand the showmanship the forward thinking the educator you know it, it, it's just it's it's really a pleasure to, to to get insight you know one of the reasons why we started Iron Law Podcast is to give flowers to those in the industry. Because sometimes as gamers, we think we know what's, what's going on, but we don't. <laughs> we know. 
know, you know, and, and it's good to have your insight. And um, again, you know, thank you so much. Let's get so, get our outros for, for the legend, Lord Addict. You want to say outro for the legend that is uh, Lord Peter Moore? Yeah, I want to appreciate you coming on, Peter, especially during a hurricane. You know, yeah. uh, it couldn't have been me. The moment they talk <laughs> about hurricane, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm out. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> that man drove through yeah, a hurricane wa- wa- to stay water- with us. Water and wind speed do not mix with me, okay? So, uh, you know, and I want to thank you, you know, personally, because it's like I said last time you here, you know, the 360. Like, I loved, uh, you know, the Series X generation, the Xbox One generation, it's where I met most of these guys. But the 360 generation, that's probably what made me like roots into gaming. So, you know, I really want to appreciate that. No doubt, Lord Soft. Yeah outros to the legendary peter moore yeah peter thank you for coming through apologies for not speaking more i'm just, just coughing into the into the microphone but um <laughs> um but yeah i honestly what's what, what i've seen about you and your journey is that i love the fact that you you're a person who sort of you're humble but at the same time you have this expertise and bravado uh when it comes to selling a product that you're passionate about working for a company that you're passionate about and then you have a heart behind it too and you understand you know all the hard work and effort and, and, and that people put into these products and i just love the fact that you're 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 somebody at the highest levels of management who understands that as well and is able to sort of it, it, balance those two things and see see the people that create the product and the people that love the product for for for, for who they are and I, and I just love that so uh you can sell me anything any day of the week <laughs> I, I will buy it it does not matter it does not we in we in Peter's behind no, it we in no no questions asked so thank you so much for joining us again I appreciate you thank you Lord King outro to the legend Peter Moore the 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 first interview I did video uh, reference on you. I was watching a lot of interviews and I walked away knowing stuff, but mm, I didn't, I said, when I see him, you know, I had references, right? So then we did the interview and the interview was absolutely amazing. Yes. And everybody was talking about it and it was like, this guy is super interesting. And this is the reason why we do this, Thanks. right? Um, I never thought in a million years I'd get a chance to interview you or have a conversation with you. So I was super pleased on that, on the efforts of Lord Cognito and Lord Attic in the background. These guys work tremendously hard and uh, our wish was always to have that conversation with you. Uh, You was probably at that point, um, no, you were at that point, our greatest CEO at Xbox. Mm -hmm. And then you went over to EA and you did your stuff there and we didn't follow the journey as much and as intensely as we should have after you you know left xbox and went to ea uh then last night i'm doing my research because my wife was like what are you doing why you somebody you, you still up for i'm like yeah we got peter tomorrow and um i, I just i got i gotta dig deeper i can't do the surface stuff on the video Facts. i gotta dig deeper went to your wikipedia i don't ever go to anybody's wikipedia yeah. But I'm in your Wikipedia and I'm looking, I'm clicking reference. I'm like, oh my God, this guy's super amazing. Right. And then it got to the foundation. And I was like, wow. All of this. And he got to here. I said, this is my question. How did he get to here? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and just hearing a story, 
I'm like, your father took you to the game because we didn't get that the first time. We got that this time. And this is the reason why part two is so important. The father took you to the game and you took your, 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 your phone out with a picture of your father so your father can see. And I know he's like super proud and your grandpops is super proud and your lineage is super proud. And culture. It's just, it's giving me goosebumps thinking about it now. And you got to the end of the, the ride, the four hour ride. You said, I got to give back. So God put you in that place, you know, whatever you believe in, put you in that place to see that journey, to see exactly what you meant and what everything means to that point. And you decided to give back. Mm -hmm. And it's a beautiful thing. I just want to say thank you for being exactly who you are and being at the right place at the right time always. And I just envy your email. I, I would like the recruiters. <laughs> yeah, we need it. We need the black book. We need the black book, man. I Thank salute you to so you, much. and I'll leave you. I'll let you end it off, Peter, as you go on to your day. You know, what food for thought would you like to leave the industry with? As far as you know, obviously you're a person to always talk about. Remember from whence we came. You know, obviously you, you're forward thinking, and, and we all agree that gaming is the preeminent entertainment medium. So as we move forward into this next era, what food for thought would you like to leave? our audience and just the culture in general? Well, I think, you know, we, we learn uh, we learn from whence we came to your point, and it's something I talk about a lot, and particularly when you get to my age and you've had the experiences that I'm fortunate to have. You have an obligation mm-hmm. to get back and talk about this. I'm doing my autobiography, so I'm going to capture Ooh. a lot of this so that, you know, 100 years from now, my great-grandchildren will be going, how did we get to Santa Barbara? (laughs) Who brought us over here? (laughs) What what, what happened? And so this is what, and I think everybody has a book in them. I've always thought that, that, that the story, and it's one of the little frustrations when I moved back to Liverpool. I've been gone for 50 plus years, and I try to piece together my history of moving back there. And because my mom and dad didn't talk about it a lot. They were more focused on, on, on taking care of us and running the pub. And, and so I think it's important that you do give back and you have sessions like this and you guys perform an unbelievable uh, service to, to the gaming industry to give me and people like me a platform to talk about this. A lot of, a lot of people watching and listening right now probably weren't even born when we were launching <laughs> the, the Dreamcast and they need to understand how tough times were during that period and what we had to do you know congress hated us yes if you remember i mean the british tabloids used to call it playstation killer (laughs) and this was this was what we had to fight was that if you were playing particularly a shooter you know like a call of duty Mm -hmm. that the tabloids would say you have a greater propensity to commit violent crime yes yes and, and and we as an industry had to do research because that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's and in right. fact, if you're a gamer during this period, your decision making, your concept of strategy, your reactions, your use of technology, how you do things will be superior than somebody who actually doesn't play games. So mm, right. these were the battles we had to fight and win during this period mm-hmm. um, to, to A, get respect and B, to build what is now, you know, a $200 billion Oof. industry, which we should all be proud of. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, and I want to thank you uh, for, for allowing me a couple of, two and a quarter hours now. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, one little personal shout out. I'm about to, uh, yeah, I got uh, my stepson Brody who lives here. He's about to be a UCSB gaucho this afternoon. And uh, he is a dungeon master of the highest growth. So okay. Dungeons and Dragons will be hitting uh, the UCSB campus. 
I'm sure starting tonight when he gets <laughs> his ring in there, he is going to take his uh, gaming pillow from Valeri with him. Oh, salute, Valeri pillow. Yeah, see if the keyboard works on that pillow. I think it does. And yes. then uh, we'll be good to go. So so awesome. shout out to Brody. Good luck being a UCSB gaucho and go D&D. Go d, &D. Woo! <laughs> go d, &D. I, I love it. Again, Peter Moore, thank you. Yeah, this has been a blast. Thank this has you. been a blast. Thank, thank you. you so Enjoy much. your day. And again, thank you for all you do. And it's an, I've been an absolute pleasure and an honor to interview you. Enjoy thank your day, you. good Twice. sir. Twice. <laughs> we did it right. Two times in charm. Guys, you. you'll, you'll, you'll never walk alone. Never Woo! I got thank it. You. I good. I could die now. This is my greatest interview. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> guys. Our greatest interview. All right. Thank, thank you, brother. Yeah. Have a good one. All right. Bye. 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 No doubt. Aisab, you want to do um, the sponsor uh, before chats. we get to the Super Chats? I mean, we could talk about it. We're powered yes. up. Or what are we doing? Well, okay. we, well so, I'm going to do the um, the other sponsor first, and then we can do a whole talk about the powered up because that's different. That's that's a yeah, that's different. That's the uh, um, let's do the super chats because not that many. Yeah, let's do the super okay. chat. and then and we'll do the sponsor, and then we'll get into our, our other uh, spot into our other more deeper conversation. Yes, 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 exactly. Yes, yes. Let's get okay. some um, Yeah. So forgive me. I'm going to be. It's going. It's rough going today. Nah, that's good. We um, appreciate you. We got uh, Hollywood Rules, $5 Super Chat. Happy Sunday, my NYC West Virginia cousins. Thanks again for getting the great Peter Moore on. Sorry I've been MIA, but my football Sundays are precious. Get them, King. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you, you still showing up. Shout out to you, bro. Appreciate it. You know, you, you can't watch both at the same yeah, time. Yeah, you got that like screen it. open at the same time. <laughs> I love when Xbox One was able to oh, snap. Oh, that's what Snap was lit. Boy. Yeah, facts. Now the NFL yeah. app on the other side too. Yeah. Oh God, mm -hmm. it brought everything to two FPS, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> on your television, you know, I use that frame rate boost in real life. It's not supposed to look like that, Kate. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it'll be a Be quiet. We got. We got. He's like, stop talking. Uh, <laughs> Hollywood rules. Two dollars super chat. Just thanking the great Peter Moore hashtag Sega hashtag Xbox. Yes, no Peter doubt. Moore is lovely, lovely human being for real. Um, then we got Sith Lord member for 14 months, Lord Bronze. Thank you, Peter Moore, for everything you've done for Xbox and Sega. I appreciate it very much, and I think you're a great role model for business. Yes, mm. absolutely. Then we got Fresh Dude five nineteen three one zero two dollars. Fresh Dude <laughs> King. What's the name of those shades? I want the Oh, these are um. What we, what we rock. Wait, hold on. These are what we doing. What we doing? These are my gazelles. Oh, these are gazelles. Gazellies. Mm. Um, you just go right there to any prescription store to get the real gazellies. Don't go to these little bootleg <laughs> joints. <laughs> you you get something with yeah, <laughs> big gold on the side. Yeah, just just go, go to, to your prescription store and um go pick them up. You don't have to change the frames or whatever. They sell yeah. it to you straight up. No doubt. Don't don't go to Canal Street. Okay. <laughs> oh, definitely. Don't go to Canal Street Gazellis. <laughs> no doubt. Then we have Doctor Strangelove. Oh, <laughs> I'm hungry for some nice, juicy, thick Lord Cogmito steaks with a nice load of truffle Whoa. butter all over the meat. Oh <laughs> man, the, hit the music, please. <laughs> King. My bad. King. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs>
Back, back to you, Saul. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know which is better. Me saying it in my normal voice or having to say it in this lower this low sensual voice. voice. <laughs> like, oh man, we we appreciate yeah. your your super chat. Shout, awesome. out, <laughs> shout out, shout out to chest congestion. <laughs> <laughs> there we got pragmatic eagle member for forty six months. Lord Gold. I know y'all aren't quite there just yet, but I wanted to be one of the first to congratulate you four gentlemen on reaching 20K subs. Oh. Here's looking to the next 20K and beyond. Salute. Salute. So, so very close. I, I want to point out that we're like 15 subs away. Oh, guys. hit that sub, y'all. Come on. 15 of you haven't subbed yeah. to this channel. I let's, just want to point that out. Let's do the 20K on, on Peel More, man. Like, and that, also that... remember, we have a console to give away. Mm -hmm. If you're part of Patreon, that console's up for grabs. Mm -hmm. If that subscribe, man, I'm telling you. Subscribe. There's 833 of you in the chat right mm -hmm. now. You know. Come on. Now all of y'all y'all subscribe. And y'all ain't the like, but y'all not lurking. Facts. <laughs> giving y'all good content out here. So, Hector the Macho Man, $10 super chat. All hell the Magnificent Lords. <laughs> I hope someone from Sony is listening to the great Peter because not only is the PS5 starting fire, fires, but the building as well. And Sony needs to get back Jesus. to being great. It's yeah. dead. They were successful. They didn't burn it, blow it up, and do what they were supposed Tyler's. to. So we now you're going to watch them you know, disappear. <laughs> And, and, Magic you know, trip. The, the big guys at GameStop. <laughs> 11, 11 more. Nice. 11 let's more. Let's it. go. We got four, y'all. Now we need 11. Let's <laughs> put the crest in the chat for 10 more. To the realm. Welcome to Lord Bronze Hindsight with Hustle. No doubt. Oh, that's the man. Salute. Thank you, Hustle. Appreciate you, brother. Then we got Spartan661, $5 super chat. Thank you for the interviews you guys share with us. Everyone here knows all of you are great at what you do as content creators, and you're and you entertain at ILP Shout. Thank oh, you, salute. thank you, much love, much, much love. love. We got the homie kids move two dollars super chat. Bring back NBA Live, Peter. Call your buddies at EA. <laughs> Kid, I Nobody shot the shot for you, bro. No. I shot the shot for you on NBA Live. I shot the shot for you, no. EA Sports. <laughs> he said, no. "Damn, Sports, no. let no, it go." You know why? Let it go. You're not beating two K. Yeah, you're it's so just, far behind. It's kind of is the baseball conundrum, more. right? It's the baseball conundrum is like you so far behind, it's crazy. Like, I don't. Yeah. It's not even they so far behind. It don't matter what you do. You can have a superior basketball game to this day. Two K dudes are loyal to mm. a point that is bananas. Mm. I got dudes that tell me I already took the week off. And I'm going to spend like a thousand dollars in V bucks. <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> in the clothes. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Let's get it. Let's get it. Five more people to twenty k. Let's, let's do it. Go, let's go. Let's do it on this show. Let's do it on let's this go. show, man. It's the one. This is the one. Then we got MG. Man, I, I know. I, I know some of you PlayStation people. I know you got some uh, burner accounts, man. Don't <laughs> lie to me. Don't lie to me. <laughs> then we have MG with the fifty dollars super chat. This Peter Moore guy is all right. Yeah, yes, he is. It's kind of a big deal. Salute. He's so dope that the dude that followed him almost burnt us to the ground. <laughs> he, he, he's trying to do the Peter method. Let's blow it all up. <laughs> Let's smash it to the ground. We had to get him about it quick. Phil Dominus Maximus really Spencer had to step in. Get this dude off the chair. I can't with you. You're messy. You're super messy right now. Continue. Then we got Truckle Chuckle with the nine pound super chat. 
just joined and playing catch up. Peter is a proper gent. My yes. wife is from Liverpool, and so I have an affinity for Scousers. Mm-hmm. Love and well wishes to you and the Lord. Awesome. Three more. Three more. Yeah, he was talking that Liverpool talk, that Scouser talk. He was talking Three more it. people. Who gonna be the one though? Mm-hmm. Are you the one to subscribe? Let's go. And we got Zip Davis five dollars. Zip with the, the drip. Stop that. <laughs> 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 the fours of death says they want the player to have a relationship with their car. One I'm, more, my... yo. Whoever is the last one, I want you to. I want you to say who you are. Yes, yes. Might be something special for you. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get mine a BTPL, a Brazilian tailpipe lift. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty thousand subs. Oh, Let's we did go. it. Put it together. We have. Done it, people! Mm-hmm. Let so the amazing. world rejoice and put your hands together. Put the crest That's in the right. chat. Put the crest in the, the chat, y'all. Twenty k. Put the crest. Everybody, right now. Put the crest because without you guys, we don't do this. We don't do this. We yeah. don't do oh this. Put the crest God. in the chat right now, we y'all. We had to shame y'all to get there, but exactly. Right. <laughs> we had to bully y'all a little bit. Put the crest in the chat. I want the chat flooded with the Iron Law Podcast crest. There we go. Let's see the wolves I, I up. Let's see the was. shields up. He Let's thought go. You were subbed, but you wasn't subbed. He was Facts. like, "Oh my God, how the hell I'm not subbed? Facts. On God and them, let me let me just give it. subbing. Don't cost you a nickel. Exactly. Don't cost you a penny. Don't cost you a quarter. Crest it's like a like. It don't cost you anything. Oh. If I'm giving you this entertainment, just give me that thumbs up and Facts. get to that subs up. Lords Maybe and ladies, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. Thank you so Everybody much. Everybody here, yeah, we, we did this together, and yeah. we're moving forward. Yeah, we've been doing this a long time, and like I said, you Thanks. you guys power us, and it, it's an honor to have some of the best community ever. It's you guys make it fun, and twenty k, y'all, twenty attic, twenty k. What we doing out here? Twenty k, twenty k and seven. Mm. That's crazy. Y'all Beautiful. showed up. Let's go. Thank Appreciate you, y'all. y'all. Continue. Appreciate so. y'all. Appreciate y'all. Then we got ladies saying fifty dollars super chat. Notice that a recruiter is always coming to Peter. This is my story. For those out there that are trying to uh, to up their levels, got to keep your lo- your LinkedIn profile updated. If you mm-hmm. don't have a LinkedIn account or you don't update it, you are doing yourself a disservice. Mm, salute. Then we got Hindsight with Hustle member for 21 months. Lord mm-hmm. Bronze, do you remember a game called Wet on the 360? <laughs> yep. Yes. Is it a game pass? I asked because it's made my Zenimax. Yeah, wet to uh, wet wasn't good, but you know, wet was wet. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, actually, I like wet. I yeah, thought, it was I trying thought, to do some things. It was yeah, trying to do some wet things. Wet was good, pause. Time, <laughs> like getting wet. But anyway, we're gonna move on. Here <laughs> 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 we go. Got wet. Then <laughs> we got the homie Hargi Chani, five dollars super chat. Would have been awesome to ask, but after ABK is acquired, not sure how long Bobby K will still be there. Could Peter be interested? Just saying. That'd be crazy if he comes Yo, back into the game. There's sobs. I mean, um, Cog's um emojis on the side, extra large. Pause. Yeah. <laughs> that timeout is just bugged that, out. Yeah, that, that timeout taking up your whole face. <laughs> Hell yeah. Like punch you in the mouth. Time. <laughs> <laughs> And it's still rolling, though. Let's kill that time. Then we got Craig Hooligan gifting, in quotations, gifting an IOP membership. Thank you, Craig Hooligan. You d- out there in the streets doing the, the Lord's work, beating people up for, for memberships. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Then we got Lady Fox Fire, $5 super chat. Amazing show as always. I've been a gamer since Sega Genesis days, but hardcore into gaming since the 360 generation. Thank you for all you guys do. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Then we got Hargeet Chani once again, $2 super chat. Salute to the Lords for getting Peter Moore twice. Yes, that was that was all Peter. He was like, all right, this is the date. Can we do it? Yep. Yes. About his business, man. About yeah, his man. business. Then we got uh, a couple. Put the crest in the chat for the next few uh, chats that we have. They're all new members. We got Diogo Padrao. Welcome, Lord Go. Put the crest in the chat for Diogo Padrao. Then we got Awful Grim Bones. Welcome to Lord Bronze. Shout out. Put the crest in the chat. And we have Captain Chats, Lord Bronze. Welcome, sir. Appreciate that. Put the crest in the chat. And we have Nam Omar, member for 25 months, Lord Go. Congrats on 20K, Lords. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. And we got Jay Rembert, $2 super chat. Congrats on 20K. Thank you. Appreciate that, brother. Platano J, member for 29 months, Lord Bronze. Congratulations, Lords. I'm so happy for the Lords. Thank you. Appreciate Bless that. Bless him. Carl, you got, got time running. <laughs> or oh, just oh he got it he got the button it's, pressed on it yeah it's it's, it's spamming and hitting soft and black and black and my bad my bad she fixed it <laughs> then we got uh Mister Two Opinionated two dollars super chat bring NBA Street back be different in my opinion that'd be nice that'd be awesome I like Street um then we got Danny Passion official. $2 Super Chat. Congrats. Great interview. Thank you, bro. Appreciate that. Then we got Dr. Strange Love once again. $5 Super Chat. Do you guys think the industry will be facing a new video game crash because all the studio closure and budgeting can't keep going at this rate? Nope. Yeah, I don't think a, it's kind of one of those too big to fail things now. Like Video games are not where they were back when E.T. sort of slumped the whole industry. See, um, the, the problem was it was only uh, a couple of major players and yeah. everything was all over the place, right? You have mm -hmm. ColecoVision, you had Amiga, uh, the way the PC was set up and you had Atari. Atari yeah. was the biggest player out of all of them, but Atari games wasn't the best out of all of them, no. right? So you had shovelware being thrown out and guys turning games around in two weeks of major uh, licensees, mm -hmm. EA was a, uh, I mean, um, ET was a major license that they got. And that game being shipped out the door in the form that it was to just meet the movie's demand sunk the market. So many of those games was made and the return on those games, the, the outcry, people was just fed up. We're not at that point. We don't have anything like that. When you got games like Starfield, uh, you got future game like Spider-Man coming out, you got Forza, you you have all these wonderful games that have launched Final Fantasy 16. Um, what is this? Uh, uh, the stars, uh, Tears of, Star of the Stars. Uh, these games are taking it to a whole different level. Now, the sustainability of purchasing all these quality games in succession that won't lead to a collapse. What that would do is lead to the rise of the subscription service. That's where we're going. Yeah, that's exactly true. It's not the same at all. It won't happen again. No. Then we have Huffy Bear, CH, Huffy Bear, $5 super chat. Shout out to the Lords for the great content to listen to while doing my cardio in the gym. Shout out. 
you listening to me while you working out you're trying to kill yourself mm-hmm. could you imagine you up under your max press and i say something stupid you're about to die <laughs> well i mean they said cardio they're probably on a treadmill or something you know jumping some rope so oh you're trying to fall you're trying to trip bust your ankle because you're still laughing and trip hit your face hey, on the I, treadmill <laughs> i do a lot of cardio every week and i listen to podcasts while i do cardio Mm-hmm. You must be listening to them boring podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes Good I'll be. You. Uh, yeah, you know right. what? I'm gonna let that go. I'm gonna <laughs> let that go. Move that on. <laughs> there we got wavy kosher member for five months, Lord Bronze. Shout out to the Lords for part two with Peter Moore and hitting 20k. Also wanted to know when is fight night coming back? Finished MK1 and I'm feeling frisky. Pause. <laughs> well, you, you saw I shot that shot. Yeah, I wasn't yeah, gonna let that go. It pretty much just said, look, fight night, great game. Just there's extremely, uh, there's a bunch of variables. One is just he didn't see a growing audience. Because that's at the end of the day, they're, they're, they try to sell to the same people buying it last last one. They try to sell it to more people, and they just didn't see a growing audience in the, yeah. in the long run. At it, I'm going to tell you what was more telling in that part. And if you guys missed it, he started off with the business is kind of grimy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when you start to deal with the slime in the underbelly of the boxing world you really don't want to deal with him so he yeah. said he sat down with dana white and the the whatchamacallit brothers and those that is a different experience it is you, you understand so dealing with all of that and then licensing each different character no and you guys are asking for x amount of dollars where you're not producing the viewership the return on investment isn't there. We got to close yeah. that part. So remember what we made. Yeah. And that's it. It's, that's the thing. Like UFC is kind of, is a league now, right? It's controlled yep. from, it's centralized. So the the thing with that is now you have Dana White owns everything. Pretty much. So it, well, it is that nothing, thing. But... but but yeah, I mean, now, now they're part <laughs> yeah. of this bigger thing. But the thing about it is you don't have to worry about that sort of stuff. So you lose a little bit of something, right? Because UFC has evolved di- right. differently to what it was. But you don't have those worries with the shistiness exactly. <laughs> and having to grease a lot of pockets. So, um, Just let me see. One pocket pose. Yeah. <laughs> there we got, let me see. Tony Bryant member for third. No, then we have put the crest in the chat for fantasticals. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome so to what Lord has our chat evolved into? <laughs> Somebody's, I was like, I'm not reading these before Peter's still here. I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> then we got Tony Bryant member for 36 months, Lord Bronze. Been here for a while. Glad to see 20K live. As always, a great time to be a gamer. Hashtag stop the leaks. I said, I'm not leaking anything else. I'm done. I'm good. There we got C Money on point for gamers. $10 super chat. Congrats on the 20K Lords, the goats of the podcast game. So well deserved. You're an inspiration to us all. Glad I could watch the 20K hit live. Yeah, salute, salute. Much love. Then we got Nintendo on the Otaku. Remember for four months, Lord Silver. Salute to the Lords for 20K, the best Xbox podcast. Could have been at 50K by now if Cog would just accept our Lord and Savior Mario into the <laughs> yeah. no, no. So I do got something. Um, we Originally, we were going to talk this this week about uh, Payday 3, uh, but Payday's been having like a lot of issues like network-wise, so I wanted to make sure that like we got a good experience when they get their whole networking issue stuff so mm-hmm. we'll talk about that next week yeah we're going to okay. condense some things guys our lords check the chat when you guys get a chance it's kind of important 
And then solve get the super chats and the remaining ones. We're caught up, so let me check that chat real yeah, quick. Yeah, check the uh, <laughs> our ILP chat. So um, I don't know we want to do the uh, things we want to talk about, or we gonna we gonna we gonna talk about what we powered by, or what, what we gonna do? Uh, let's by. let's pay, let's pay the bills. Okay. okay. And okay. then get and then we'll power up. All right, all right, cool, cool. cool. Let's pay Hold the bills. So still, I have you, give me a moment. I have yet. Mm-hmm. To Don't worry. While you do that, some I think two came in, and um, I'll take care of that for you. JD Gamer, five dollars super chat. Uh, congratulations on twenty k. Now that the ABK deal is done, who's next? Call the next acquisitions out. And then Angry Hippie, follow Chupa Chat. Did anyone else hear Howard Cosell's voice during Peter Ali's story? Yes. Yes, sir. That was the that was the only thing I heard when he said that. <laughs> Down goes Fraser. Down goes Fraser. All right, we're caught up there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so gentlemen, let's uh, let's pay these bills. Mm-hmm. Let's pay these bills. Everybody, mute. Uh, again, apologies for the voice. But support for the Iron Lords podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Their products are precision engineered. Uh, for your family jewels, <laughs> Manscaped Performance Package, the ultimate men's uh, hygiene bundle. Join over 8 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code IRONLORDS at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 16 million balls. So, as summer comes to an end... And fall is upon us. The change in the weather means we'll be putting away our shorts, our sandals, and t-shirts. And pulling out our jackets, sweaters, and heavy pants. And before long, winter will be knocking at our door, forcing us to wrap ourselves in heavy coats, scarves, and snow boots. Now, this nippy weather may have you thinking, hey, baby, it's cold outside. And my nethers can use all the warmth they can get. Maybe I can go without shaving down below for a while. Maybe the entire winter season. It'll be fine. No one will notice the smell. The wife will still be able to find the glizzy and tater tots. Well, I'm here to emphatically say no, 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 no. At no point in time is it okay to go unquaffed down below, no matter what 1970s erotica may have to say about its self-grooming. And thank goodness that Manscaped is here to save you from yourself. Because the performance package 4.0 has arrived. And oh man, it, it is it is a game changer. Inside this package, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker ear and nose, nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. First off, the lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming and dare I say the greatest ball trimmer ever. I can concur. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has 4,000 LED spotlights, so you can get a more precise shave. Because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. You thought that was good, but you want to take your grooming game even further to the next level. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose holes. 
Their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Trust me when I say this, fellas, your balls will thank you. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. It's time to take care of yourself. So go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with code IRONLORDS. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code IRONLORDS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code IRONLORDS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. No doubt, no doubt. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> Yeah, adjusting the nether regions that is correct that, that's not that's not assume that the winter time is okay don't mm-hmm. do this no no yeah. no no wear some wear some long johns you know don't try to tell and, me what to do no don't do that don't, that's not that's not nice you know what i mean you, you, there's other ways to get warm so let's let's follow those rules sir. <laughs> no doubt no doubt so look um, i mean cog you still got the sponsor thing up Oh, thank you, thank you. I'm, I'm off. I'm a little off my game. Some stuff going on in the background. I apologize. Oh my God, that hurt. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hoo, hoo. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. All right, cool. No doubt, no doubt. So, um, look. Uh, as you could see in the overlay, uh, Lord, Lord's uh, seem a bit powered up, surging with that NZXT power. You know, we've been powered by NZXT. You know, we want to talk about briefly this amazing partnership. As you see that purple power surging, all that PC power in the banner feet in the crest mm. of the Lords, the wolf, everything with the glow up. So, uh, again, put the crest in the chat again. We, you know, if you're looking for a new PC build, uh, check out the, uh, we pinned it at the top, you know, in the live chat. You can check out, you can use that link when you order. And we got more cool things in the realm planned with nzxt and this partnership so you want to salute and again thanks to you guys all this stuff will be possible but uh real briefly lords you know mm-hmm. any want to comment on uh this uh partnership and your these new uh things going on oh i got my <laughs> pc huh. Huh. <laughs> i got the giant box and i was like whoa dude <laughs> Then I opened it up and I was like, man, it's purple lights. <laughs> and I ain't gonna lie, man. I'm, I'm not gonna lie at all. I felt I felt real cool at that point. I mean, I had a PC before and I had a gaming PC, but this thing took it to the next level. So when we were um, getting in and we were going through the choosing, mm-hmm. you know, I chose the, the AMD edition. And I thought that it was just, you know, the coolest looking one, the spec wise, it was fantastic. You know, player three AMD edition, top of the food chain. I was worried about Starfield people. <laughs> I'm not gonna sit here. I'm not gonna lie to you. Sovereign's background says it all. Uh, NZXT proved me right. Um, my choice was right. Starfield, y'all guys talking about 60 frames per second. You people don't know what speed is. This game looks incredible. 4K above 60 frames per second. This machine is a monster. Um, Yeah, I'm tweaking and twerking with you dudes. Sovereign (laughs) loves the fact that... uh, that now I got to get steamed. You know what Sob did? I'm, I, I got to really break it down. <laughs> you know, no, nah, because I got I to gotta out you in front of everybody. Um, 
Attic and I was worrying about playing a particular game. And, you know, we hit up the Iron Bank, like, yo, we want to do this. But but Attic didn't even worry about hitting up the Iron Bank. He said, yo, when whatchamacallit, this game is on sale. I don't want to say which game it is, but, you know, this game is on sale. Uh, let's get it. And he's just regularly talking. So along comes the devil. He pops up. Hey, man, <laughs> I can get that to you right now, man. And I'm like, yeah, but we want to play it on this. No. <laughs> You got these powerful rigs, and you're going to play it here. Yeah, he did that with a couple of games. Um, you know, being that you know he's he's uh, in in that world, you know, the, te- the tweaking and the twerking world. So I'm not gonna lie, you know, Solve is right all the time when it comes to this tweaking and twerking stuff. Uh, him and I used to do it back in the days, but um, NZXT has allowed us to do it on a greater scale. And I got to bend the knee to my man. He's definitely right. I'm not going to lie, bro. Yeah, you're right. I was doing some stuff on that, uh, on the rig, and it's ridiculous, bro. No doubt. Lloyd's, um, unfortunately, I have an emergency. <laughs> so I have to cut, but I want to keep, uh, Attic, if you can take control. I apologize, bro. Something real serious says is going on, and I have to leave. But the show will continue. Attic, you got everything on the control side. I'll, yeah, I'll leave yeah. That. I, can, I can just cut the podcast to the YouTube uh, okay. studio. Let me know again. Apologies, a little emergency going on. That's why things were beeping earlier, and yeah, I'm being yeah. instructed. I got to get out, <laughs> so okay. I'll be back. And again, Rome, thank you so much. 20k, the whole bit. And if we do have to make it up to you, we make it up to you. But Lord, you guys hold it down for me. I'll, I'll have brother. access to my phone. I have to be safe. Thank you. Yep, absolutely, bro.